know we just got done talking about this quote unquote but i still have a lot to say about batman versus superman mm. um like god bless dave for coming on the show and when you have a guest like dave you just let him you just let him run you know yeah, sure because it's uh it's important that the the guest gets to say what they want to say that's Plus, it. he had amazing uh, stuff have, to say yeah of course of course uh, a great perspective mm-hmm. uh, that neither of shared um <laughs> with him but um there's uh there's some some stuff i i have to say i feel like i need to have it on the record um just to uh to have it out there in the uh the universe you yeah know? for sure um so let me let me let me get to i'm not going to go through all my notes but there are certain things that i i want to acknowledge like um whenever we see batman i think it might might be for the first time um he's like he's in that warehouse those two cops are like walking in on him essentially and they're like mm. kids they're trying to free but the kids like pull the the cage door back closed because they're like no man he's fucking weird he's a weird guy <laughs> and then like the cops get up there and batman's clinging to the wall like spider-man yeah. just like like why are you what a why what are you doing just hanging out there like like certainly batman heard them coming and instead of like firing a grappling hook and like getting away, getting he's like, I guess I'll just like get real tall up in this ceiling corner mm-hmm. and just like cling to this wall. I don't know. I'm with um, you there. I wondered about that, too, because then he when the cop sees him, he crawls on the ceiling extremely fast mm-hmm. uh, away from this cop shooting at him and does not get shot. And I was like, yeah. I don't know if this is part of what Batman can do in the comics, but I've never seen this before. <laughs> and Ben Affleck's Batman is jacked. He's not a fast moving Batman. He's a strong Batman. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't understand this, uh, but it mm-hmm. looked cool. So yeah. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if this is it's, a comic thing, you know? I, no, definitely not. This there is a uh, very much a Snyderverse thing where it's like, we'll just make sure it looks cool. Don't think about it yeah. at all. Just don't, sure. just don't even do that. Uh, the other thing to not think about, but we're forced to see, is uh, Lex feeding a Jolly Rancher to oh, a congressman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or a senator or something like that. Yeah. Which is so bizarre. Like a weird, weird move. I don't know. There's not like an issue of the comics that's vital where it's like, oh, you got to read Action Comics 498. Mm. There's a pivotal scene with Lex Luthor and a Jolly Rancher. And they're they're tying it into this movie. What? Yeah, fuck yeah. Finally. Yeah. Jolly Rancher scene is in this movie. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and that's another thing I want to mention is uh, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Weird casting choice. Very weird casting choice. Yeah. Strange for mm-hmm. sure. Um, especially after seeing when I was watching the old Donner Superman movies and Gene Hackman uh, played Lex Luthor. Uh, for one, older, but also uh, so much different. And uh, I tried to get on board with Jesse Eisenberg because I like him as an actor generally, like the social yeah. network and stuff. But this, I, w- I thought it was very strange, and I did not really get what they were going for. Yeah, I, I don't so much blame uh, Jesse, I almost called him Snyder, Jesse Eisenberg for the choice. I feel like this is a choice that was made by like the production. Maybe he had some say-so in like how erratic Lex was going to be, mm. how like unhinged. But I feel like they were just trying to turn Lex Luthor into the Joker, oh yeah like that erratic behavior you know yeah and i'm just like no i don't and these crazy plans um one other thing i thought was Mm -hmm. interesting is uh, and i had never noticed it before this is the third time i had seen this movie but the first time we see on the film uh clark kent and bruce wayne we also see uh diana prince walking in the background so it's not just the two of them meeting on screen for the first time it's actually the three Mm. of them in frame together which i thought was kind of cool like i gotta give it up to to snyder for that like yeah 
but that's the one good thing about this movie. Um, <laughs> You're not there's, a montage, <laughs> <laughs> there's a montage of Superman saving <clears throat> people, but the music is so like dour and grim. Mm. Like it's uh, like the, there's a family. It, it almost reminds me of Katrina where people were like, there's a flood zone. People were like sitting on their roofs yep. and uh, Superman is just like floating in the air and the music, instead of being like hopeful and optimistic, it's just like so dark. Yeah, yeah. You know what? This isn't your daddy, Superman. This isn't any <laughs> Superman you'd ever want. The Superman's gonna save you, but then he's also gonna skull fuck you. What? Yeah, man. Some people are into it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kink shame anyone. Yeah. There you um, go. Let's see here. Um, the time where Wallace, the guy who um, has his legs amputated. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like a, a, an employee of uh, Wayne Tech or whatever. Yeah. Um, the first time he meets Lex, and this is in the Ultimate Edition. I don't believe it's in the um, the theatrical cut of it. But uh, he he says to Lex, "What the fuck do you want?" Uh, which is weird to have the f word in a movie starring Superman. Like mm-hmm. it just seems. Um, I want to say anachronistic, but that's not uh, the word I'm looking for. It just it just seems out of place that's with pretty uh, good, such yeah. a hopeful character, but mm-hmm. uh, strange. You know what? That's just hey, Warner Brothers going to Warner. You know? Yeah. Um, oh my God, Steve, we never talked about the nightmare sequence where oh. Batman falls asleep, and there's the uh, <laughs> he like when you say it that way when Batman he, falls asleep, <laughs> he falls asleep. He somehow predicts the future, a future that we're going to end up seeing in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm. I imagine. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And, and then there's a flash, a flash cameo, which I know you are very excited about. Flash, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. favorite character of Stephen Fisher. Yep. Uh, we all the lightning. Know. He's got the lightning. Got the lightning. Know? Number one. Is he Thor? I get. I don't know. Yep. He might be Storm as well. Oh, wow! Don't tease me. <laughs> and and um, Wonder Woman can lasso around him and fly. I don't know. It makes so it much makes sense. A, it makes a lot it's of sense all, to me. So I I think this sequence is weird. Like. I think hopefully most people do. Um, I, it, it's clear that the studio wanted to like, instead of doing a uh, post credit scene like Marvel, they wanted to put it in the middle of the movie, just really grind things to a halt and make it confusing sure. as fuck. Um, that's why the post credit scenes work so well, because if you're done watching the movie at a certain point, you're just done watching the movie. Kind of mm-hmm. like this podcast. Whenever you're done, you're done. Yeah. That was the sound of people just like shutting it off right now. Oh, um, man. So I wanted to get your thoughts on the nightmare sequence and the flash cameo. What, what, what do you think about that? Yeah. Um, and I'm glad you brought this stuff up because like you said, uh, Dave was, was an amazing guest and, um, mm-hmm. there's, it, it's, it was great to listen to him talk because he has much more knowledge of it. And I love to get his perspective actually liking those, those movies, maybe loving those movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, uh, we were like, in like two hours and 15 minutes in, into recording and it got to me and I was like, I was gearing up to have like a 45 minute longer conversation <laughs> right. and Dave typed to us like, I've got to go soon. And I was like, oh God, like what time is it? Holy yep. shit. So I'm glad you brought this up because there was just like things we just didn't get to because we were talking about so much other stuff in depth. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that nightmare sequence spelled with a K, right? Nightmare. Oh my God. Yeah. You know what? Crazy. This changes everything. I take it all back. <laughs> take it all back. It's all good. It's all good. It makes so much sense now. Um, very weird. Uh, my fir- the first time I watched Batman v Superman, it was very weird because um, the story just didn't make sense and stuff. The way things played out, mm-hmm. I really, I really did watch this with Dave's eyes, uh, a fan's eyes. You know, try to like like mm-hmm. this and everything, and it was so much better. But I think also it was just the Ultimate Edition cut. Like, 
it just really, even though it's so much longer, that's kind of annoying and stuff, it, it really fleshed things out. And so I don't really remember what was missing. Um, yeah. But the first time I was so bored with the whole movie and like nothing made sense. And I was just like, what is going on? So when that nightmare mm-hmm. sequence happened, the first time I watched it, I was way more out of it. I just was like, I don't want any of this. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's not a Batman, like it's not Batman that I want to see or whatever. And like the weird um, flying monkey creatures from Wizard of Oz were there. And I... Uh, I, I'm just like, I don't get it. This time it didn't bother me as much because I guess I knew it was coming, but also there's so much else going on. Um, mm-hmm. But also you brought up a good point with bringing the Flash in there and stuff and then and uh, Wonder Woman and everything. Like, I really still am like, they needed, I guess, just more movies to build things out. Like, we had one Superman movie and this is sort of his sequel, but it brought in Batman, but also brought in Wonder Woman and we have a Flash cameo. Like, it's just too much too soon in this series of movies um but i wonder how things will change with Zack snyder's justice league as a trilogy of these um i wonder of just the man of steel bad movie superman Zack snyder's justice league i wonder if he'll bring that stuff back and it might make more sense you know tonally and story-wise yeah but, but so far i'm just it just takes me out of it it's just like i don't understand why anybody would want this from batman Mm-hmm. you know and that kind of scenario and he looks kind of cool in his desert outfit or whatever or his like mm-hmm. most apocalyptic thing but i'm like yeah but it's also weird yeah i don't need it i don't know yeah strange it seems like it would be like overly hot to have like a full batman costume yeah. on plus like a trench coat. this isn't enough i need a trench coat <laughs> yeah <laughs> like he's got a bunch of watches he has to sell like on the side like wayne jack is watch i got swatch <laughs> Wayne Tech is like no more, so he's just like trying to scrap together ends meets, you know, when when yeah. and however he can, you know. Sure, I mean uh, he's like everybody else. Plus he has those bat goggles, you know. He's yeah. got some some goggles on his little head, his little head. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, then Superman shows up, of course. Obviously, he's pissed off about you know reasons. Um, mm-hmm. The Flash says in his like after that, the Flash shows up uh, in a dream. I don't know. Unclear. Unclear. Yeah. Um, but he's like Lois Lane is the key, and I came back too soon or too early or whatever he was very cryptic and i'm like for someone who can time travel you're not good at it you don't even know when you got to batman and you just keep saying don't trust him yeah or like you were right not and it's like you can say full sentences yeah you can tell him more of what's going on (laughs) yeah it's weird It, it, it is weird especially in the same movie because the the flash scene was in the theatrical cut mm-hmm so you you have the flash coming back being very um dodgy with parsing information yeah. <laughs> however when uh batman is about to kill superman he is hyper specific about you have to save martha yeah so, right yeah who's okay who's martha who am i supposed to save there's just like this is, for the world's greatest detective he's really like not getting some pieces of the puzzle here you know like yeah yeah help this guy out you know that's weird yeah uh let's see here um in the the uh the court scene where uh superman goes to um i guess the the senate or congress or whatever uh i'm bad at america hey andy mm. if you're listening to this first of all why <laughs> second of all explain to me where superman goes because i don't know like the capital i guess um yeah. he, he goes to uh to give his like um testimony or whatever mm. but the um there's a scene earlier in the movie where um lex has a an offhand uh, conversation with um man i can't think of that that lady's name uh, uh, uh holly hunter holly hunter's character yeah. whatever that is and she says something about like 
uh, don't give me piss and tell me it's peach tea. And then like yeah. at this, the same hearing, she is thrown off because she sees a giant ass mason jar that says grandma's peach tea. Uh, but like my whole thing is like, would that not reek of piss? Would that not reek of piss? Mm. And it's possible that it is simply just peach tea. But would this Lex? Mm, this Lex seems like the type of guy who would get cast in the role of a joker, let's say, and start mailing used condoms and, <laughs> and rats to people. This <laughs> goes stars on set, you know? So I feel I'm, a, I'm, I'm like 99.9% sure that's probably some type of pee. Mm. And that's a lot of pee. That is a lot of pee. So <laughs> it is. I. I also think I for, I remember that scene and I was so confused that she she keeps like stuttering because she's like looking at mm. it and then she like turns the label and like reads it. And I yeah. think it's because I, I watched that movie over like 10 different times. Like I yeah. kept watching like, you know, 20, 30 minutes at a time and then come back to it. And I think I split those scenes apart so far that mm. I was like, I don't know what's happening with that. And then there's an explosion. Yeah. So it just moves on um, until just right now. I was like, oh, yeah, that was urine. OK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. It's, it's one of those things that happens in movies from time to time where they like they hinge a a uh, moment in a movie on something that happened that took place as what you would think of as like throwaway dialogue earlier mm-hmm. in the film. Uh, the same thing happens in or happened with me in the first Avengers movie where um, Captain America, he hands like Nick Fury or whatever, like ten dollars. I'm like, oh, why yeah, did yeah. he do that? And then, like, earlier in the movie, he says, like, I I bet you $10 there's there's something you haven't seen before or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I didn't realize it until, like, watching it back. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's when it was supposed to be. And it could be I playful, that well. but yeah. urine's not as playful, you know? Uh, I don't know. I've seen some piss play videos that seem kind of fun. You like it? I don't know. <laughs> kind of yeah. fun. I can be into yeah. it. <laughs> you know, not really my thing, but if people are having a good time and it's consenting adults, then have it. Um, the other thing we have to mention is the logos that Lex makes for the Justice League characters. Oh, yeah. Um, on his little, like, like video presentation thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, I need to put these in files, but I really, I got, like, 28 minutes. <laughs> I have Photoshop. <laughs> I got these skills. Out. Yeah. I got a bowl full of Jolly Ranchers I've been putting in people's mouths against their will, you know, Ugh. non-consensually jolly ranchering people wow um i'm gonna put these logos together and he does and it's it's weird it's weird um but it's one of those things where it's just like oh it, this is a movie <laughs> it's a movie yeah it's just gonna happen you know yeah it makes more sense whenever like um and even like in the avengers people they don't like assign titles like that but if they did it'd be like nick fury or it'd be shield doing it and it's like yeah that might make more sense because they're actually mm-hmm. like a government agency like bringing these people together and everything. Um, mm-hmm. just a lot of little things in Justice League that just kind of, they're very, it's very movie-esque. You just have to really shut your brain off. Very popcorn movie to me. Um, yeah. And it's like, you enjoy it? Question mark? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I did have, I was looking back at some of my notes and it, it hits on stuff you were talking about. I had said that the cast of this, of these movies, um, all of them, but especially this one, like they're very good. Like I love Holly Hunter um, and mm-hmm. so many things. And, uh, and I thought she was good, but um, like Lex Luthor, I, I put like not sure of his performance. Um, and I'm like, basically, I might I put thoughts at the end of it, and I was like, they don't know what type of movie Wait. they're in. Like thought T H O T S, right? Yeah, put that. Yeah, yeah, because Lex, yeah, that hoe over there, yeah, can get it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like they don't they don't know what type of movie they're in. And my note this time when I watched it, my overall feeling was the first time I watched Batman v Superman, the regular edition. 
Mm-hmm. It was like it's so serious and dark and weird. Um, Guys, but then, why so serious? Why so serious? <sighs> he said it in another movie. You'd follow it that. It was rule. in a movie. <laughs> Haven't you guys seen movies? <laughs> um, but it's like this time I watched it and I was having a little more fun with it and everything and like the like you said like the Batman in the corner and then he like runs away on the ceiling sort of and it's just like it's it's very comic booky but it's so dark and I'm like I feel like the 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 actors in it and the tone of the thing it's just it's just all over the place and it's it's actually way more comic booky than like Marvel stuff, but Marvel mm-hmm. stuff is just leaning into it with the bright. They get with the the drama, but they don't get dark, like yeah. f- literally dark screens or like the figurative like dark emotions people are going through. Yeah, like Superman who should be totally bright, and or Batman mm-hmm. who's just like we're seeing him like years down the line whenever he's like so jaded and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the same time, I'm like, it's, it doesn't fit because then they're doing these really comic booky things and it's just like a weird tone. Like that's what I think really gets me all the time with these movies. Mm-hmm. Why, why they don't really yeah. land for me is cause I'm like, I, I don't understand what I'm supposed to do with this, you know? Yeah. Um, and then there's with it being comic booky, there are things that I'm like, this could be Canon in the comic books and I don't know, but it doesn't mm-hmm. fit right. It doesn't feel right when I watch it. Yeah, I feel like with with Marvel stuff, and it's not 100% because there are some clunkers like Thor The Dark World and yeah. um, others, Incredible Hulk, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I feel like there's a, a larger hit ratio because they will pull in story elements from the comics, but also they're kind of doing their own thing with the movies and, and whatnot. So it just feels yeah. more organic when stuff like that comes up. Yeah. Again, not 100%, but certainly more than than these movies. Um, speaking of the cast, I do want to mention that Lois Lane is pretty rad in this movie. Mm. I, I like Amy Adams as Lois Lane. She's like my favorite character in these movies upon mm, this rewatch, you know? Um, I feel like she's uh, doing some work, and I feel like her investigative stuff that she's doing it made sense to me kind of watching these movies back to back, I mm, guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, she really didn't have a whole lot to do in the first movie, but in this one, I feel like, uh, Man of Steel, I mean, uh, but in this movie, I feel like she was like trying to put pieces together about like what what's going on with um, this this bullet that was found and, mm-hmm. and uh, doing some journalism stuff there that I feel gets lost in the shuffle over the spectacle and everything but yeah um i like amy adams as an actress anyway and uh especially um in this role i think she's a really good lois lane she certainly won me over on this yeah um i like amy adams a lot and i think that's funny you said that because actually when i was watching it this time i liked her more in man of steel than i did in batman v superman oh and okay i think that the best that i can remember of why i thought that was because um she has some stuff to do in this, but she was kind of more integral in the plot, even though I didn't always understand it in Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Um, she was actually, like, on the ships and stuff, doing stuff, which was kind of weird, but um, I'm not always... I don't know. Like, I'm not always down with her her portrayal of it, and I don't know why. Oh, okay. Because um, I love her generally, but I feel mm-hmm. like she was one of the people that I'm like... Some of her scenes are really dramatic, and maybe they're playing off other scenes around it that I'm like, I don't understand, like... She's kind of doing this thing, and she seems like she's in an Oscar movie because she does Oscar movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm right? like, this yeah. isn't an Oscar movie. And it's almost like she's too good for the role for me. Maybe, okay. that's, what I'm, maybe that's where I'm landing. Uh, I, I, I totally see what you're saying yeah. where you're coming from because I kind of feel that way with um, uh, 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 Lawrence Fishburne in this movie as well. Like, I feel like Lawrence Fishburne has such like gravitas mm. as an actor 
that like seeing yes. him in this movie um and i feel like he's he's delivering lines uh as perry white i think he's a really good perry white mm-hmm. but also i feel like um he's acting in this movie on a different level than yes. other people than lex um yeah yeah then superman like walking up you don't understand <laughs> then explain it bitch <laughs> like you have time you can just show up and be like hey, hear me out hear me yeah. out here's what's going on that reminds me too because we had talked about with dave something about them, them just like not talking like he was trying to talk mm-hmm. to batman and batman was kept fighting him and then like superman just like flicks him away you know and like he goes like so fucking far um but you were talking about batman's costume in the nightmare sequence the uh the big fucking metal iron man suit that he wears to fight yeah. superman i'm mm-hmm. like why is your mouth still exposed like <laughs> he still had the same cowl and i'm like i don't understand yeah if you think that superman could kill you or whatever you have to wear this fucking huge suit just to like fight him he just like just pull your jaw down and kill you dead you can't eat it's you starve to death exactly this costume design is very much based on the uh a costume design that's in um we talked about the dark knight returns Mm -hmm. in the last episode with dave um and that costume is based on that armor so i like it from that standpoint um, and I totally understand. Like, I don't know why Batman has an exposed mouth at all at any point. Right. Like, it, he, he should be like Black Panther, right? Just yeah. like a full face covering. Because um, I don't ever see Batman eating a sandwich. Yeah. Like, what's the point of like, having If he up? does, he's in the Batcave yeah. or in Wayne Manor or whatever. Um, like, it looks, but, it's iconic, obviously. It's Batman. It right. looks cool. Yeah. But it's, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. It's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. when you see super super heroines you know uh wearing their like skimpy outfits like besides wonder mm-hmm. woman at least she's like bulletproof and shit so it didn't really matter but like other ones when it's like oh well they really wanted to show their boobs so they're gonna show their boobs but it's like that's not protection for them like they should be wearing full mm-hmm. suits you know yeah. but that would be, that would only make sense yeah uh, it's like same thing cover his mouth i don't want to see it the the thing that gets me about that that uh, armored batman costume is like his his boots, man, like they're <laughs> oddly segmented. It looks like you would think that like the boots would be like fully reinforced to where like he's got ankle protection. But mm. this, it looks like he's got something around his his shins and then also is walking around in Kleenex boxes. Oh, man. Like, it's, it's so odd looking. Like whenever it, it shows a close up of his like feet walking, I'm like, this is just this looks like cosplay. Yeah, you know? right. No shade thrown to uh, the cosplayers. They do a lot of sure. like really cool stuff. But it's just it looks guys is this a multi-million dollar production or not? <laughs> in my head i can't really picture the boots so there mm-hmm. I'm, I'm picturing the the boots from super mario brothers that they can fly around in uh which i think oh that could have helped him that like that giant green boot with the yes. uh, little wind-up thing on the back of it yeah and then like they have like the they can like click them to like be like <laughs> like that could have helped batman out a lot i think <laughs> and they might have looked cooler he, he needs to get Super Mario technology, but he's yeah. afraid of anything with the word super in front of it. It's just, I'm not saying he's like Kryptonian racist, but I mean, he's kind of <laughs> Kryptonian racist. Um, another thing about the DCEU that I do not care for, especially the Snyder stuff, uh, mm-hmm. you know what, specifically the Snyder stuff, is I hate how heavy-handed religion plays a factor into it. Yeah. Just like, get, can, we just, can we just separate Jesus from all of this? Like, I'm not saying that as an atheist. I'm just like why why do we have to draw all of that stuff mm-hmm. into it like it, it seems yeah. very much because it doesn't really happen a whole lot in the comics um mm-hmm. i know a okay. lot of people are concerned or focus on him 
Superman uh, having godlike powers, but like, didn't Jesus have godlike powers? And don't you guys like him? Like, didn't isn't that a thing? Don't you? They also mean, killed him. So and you stapled him to a tree, and then <laughs> like what? I just what's what's stapled him. Keep it away from me. I'll stab myself. They, they what? <coughs> Jesus was like, is that an office depot over there? Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, like Dave had talked about that, too, I feel. Um, mm-hmm. That Jesus, like, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. The Jesus imagery and stuff that they would kind of portray yeah. in there or whatever. Um, and, yeah, partly it's it's from being an atheist that I just, like, I just don't care about any of that stuff. I don't want it to be there. But I kind mm-hmm. of get why it, it makes sense. Um, but I also feel like there was something I didn't get to say about Man of Steel as well, um, that I'd been reading about that it was like that. And then Batman v Superman were kind of reactions to how like America reacted from 9-11 and about Mm -hmm. like uh, basically a huge event and how we would react to that and making people villains and, and martyrs and heroes and blah, blah, blah. And how those lines can sway and people will like have different opinions or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but this like Man of Steel was made like 12 years or whatever after 9-11 like yeah anything that has to do with that like obviously that's still going never forget uh we'll mm-hmm. always remember those feelings and that's still a discussion like in politics or religion or whatever but like I, it felt so removed from it that i was like well i didn't feel i would never have connected those two and been like oh they're making a 9-11 you know movie they're like trying to pull in that kind of stuff and see like how we would like how metropolis would react like new york reacted yeah. to that and I'm like, I guess so. Like, it just feels like it's a big stretch. Like, they're trying to make this all they wanted to do. And this kind of leads into our major conversation later on with, like, Kong and Godzilla and stuff. It's like, all I want to mm-hmm. see is monsters fighting. All I want to see is superheroes fighting. And I want a mm-hmm. story around that. But they went in ways and made connections that I'm like, I don't, th- I didn't think that. I don't care about that. It's just weird. Yeah. It's like trying to plug a Duplo into a Lego set is what exactly. they're trying to do. You get it. People have said it before. Yep. <sighs> I'll say it again. I'll reiterate. Um, But like, okay. So with Man of Steel, because there's a lot of like religious stuff, um, comparisons between like Jesus and, and Superman and that, you know, he's, he's 33 um, others examples. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end of the movie, you have Jesus uh, snap the devil's neck. I feel like, (laughs) yeah, that happened in the Bible. I feel like there's a disconnect there. And I will stand by it. Uh, I understand that Superman has killed people in um, the old Dick Donner Superman movies or whatever. Mm. But th- you can you can just uh, not do that. You're not beholden to that. You yeah. can just do a new thing. Um, you can do something that's more uh, along the lines of of the character. Um, but otherwise, I like, haven't like Jesus like this version of Jesus. Like if it were actually like being retold for the Snyderverse. Jesus would snow up or snow up, show up in like affliction gear. He'd have a wallet chain, <laughs> a backwards, <laughs> backwards baseball cap, <laughs> tribal tats for sure. Yeah, yeah, up his arm, leading up to his neck, partially on his face, um, and he would just be like, "Yeah, it, it's just weird. It's a weird, like, what are we doing? Like, what are you trying to say? I feel like there's a a, a ton of mixed metaphor." in this Snyderverse yeah. and it's just it it feels tacked on to me it does yeah tacked on and tacky yes okay? you don't talk about our savior that way <laughs> yeah it just feels like they're trying to add extra dimension to something instead of just making a good story mm-hmm. they're like oh well, we'll make the Martha connection like he can just say Martha it's totally fine and it's mm-hmm. like they, they make things so clunky 
while trying to be like, oh, well, this is like obviously a huge allegory for like religion and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, you could could have kept it like so much simpler or whatever. And perhaps yeah. too, like if Marvel had done something that same kind of way, you know, making Tony or something like, uh, you know, a Jesus character or, or Cap or whatever, I guess more. Um, mm-hmm. There's something to be said if they do it well and if it's in, in, entertaining along the way that I'll, I'll buy it. But maybe mm-hmm. these also like they're trying some things that I would like let Marvel get away with, but I won't let Snyder get away with or, or the DCEU because like they're tacky or they're um, cheesy or they're they just don't work or whatever for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something to be said about like making that entertaining and a good story that 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 allows people to buy into the entire thing. And mm-hmm. then you can try to feed them, you know, more allegories or, or whatever. Uh, but the way they do it in here, it just feels clunky. Yeah. I actually reached out to Greedo from the original yeah. Star Wars movie to see what he thought about how the metaphors were in this movie. And he uh, reached back with a one word comment. McClunky. Um, so another yeah. thing that bothers me about the Snyderverse is that uh, Batman uses guns, whereas okay. in the comics he purposely does not use guns. Like in the old, old comics back from the the late 30s, early 40s, he would use guns, but they were still like trying to figure out the character. But yeah. canonically, Batman doesn't like guns. Mm. Uh, you hear that right, Wingers? He doesn't like guns. <laughs> um, because uh, his parents were murdered by them, therefore he's like, we're not going to use guns. Yeah, um, It's uh, conversations that have come up with... Um, some surrounding characters in the uh, Batverse in the comics where it's like, it, you can just use guns and, and take out your enemies. It's like, no, not about that. So I wondered about that, and and uh, I have a, a little Twitter thread that someone wrote the other day that let, lends right into this. Uh, there's a lot of good points. Um, I don't know if you know this guy, Brian Edward Hill. He was a writer for mm-hmm. uh, Batman and, and the Outsiders, uh, Power Rangers. Um, he has on there Killmonger. Um but uh, so he's like a comic book writer, and it, he mm-hmm. had a thing. He said he got I got asked about Batfleck why it didn't click with as many people uh, because we see him fallen, but we don't see him fall. And he basically goes through this thread where he talks about like Zack Snyder was all about like this intertextual uh, version of the comics where like you you could watch these movies and he's putting all this stuff in like the the Joker suit or whatever that's like written on or not sorry, not the Joker the like the Robin suit that's like written on by the Joker. In this movie, it's not mm-hmm. Jason Todd. He mentions that um, it's a like Dick Grayson's suit, I guess. Oh, um, really? Okay. I guess. That's weird. So, yeah, people were like arguing over whose that was or whatever. But mm-hmm. he was like, you get a lot out of these if you know the canon. But if you don't, <laughs> yeah. you're just lost. And that's how I felt. Like, I liked, I'm fine with Affleck as Batman. But I'm like, mm-hmm. again, I feel like we just got everything truncated. I'm like, there's so much more story here. And on. He basically, uh, this guy had talked about, like, we got 10 years of watching Nolan make his Batman, and in that Batman, it's all about, like, Bruce Wayne struggling for balance, and he would never kill, and all the stuff, and then we get this one with no context, we just get this Batman who's, like, so fucking down the rabbit hole that he's, like, branding people, and shooting mm-hmm. people, and, like, all the stuff, and I'm like, okay, well, how did he get here, and without any context of the comics... And, and if you shoot people and that's like maybe really, really old Batman canon, but otherwise it's completely against his character mm-hmm. for what they've ever established. It's like, I don't know what to do with this Batman. I yeah. didn't bring me along on the journey to show me why you got here. And yeah. I feel like there's probably a lot of pieces that I missed of like, why, why was this image important? Why did Snyder put it in there? But if you're maybe a big fan of it, you might get it. But to me, it did kind of feel like I don't. I don't know enough about Batman in this version of the story to care 
about mm-hmm. his feelings or care about like why he's coming to Superman this way. Um, he's just so fucking like this guy's awful, and I'm like, okay, like I I believe it because mm-hmm. he said it, but otherwise like, I don't know yeah. why he feels that way. So yeah. I don't know how that w- to you because you're you know more about that stuff. If that kind of mm-hmm. did the same thing to you, but um, I would have assumed that uh, that Robin costume belonged to Jason Todd, who is the yeah. second Robin in the comics, um, who eventually was killed by the Joker. Mm. And since it says something, it says words and then like haha on there. So it yeah. seems like a direct reference to it being Jason Todd, but it's Fair the Snyderverse, so okay, Who knows? killed the, the the first Robin, huh? Okay, uh, you killed Jimmy Olsen uh, mere minutes into this yeah, film, right. so I guess whatever. Yeah, sure, okay. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, you you really have to be like you said down the rabbit hole to understand references to this. Like that's something that could have and probably should have been like cut out of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Just for the sake of time, for the love of God, like there are story elements that were cut out of the theatrical cut that were put back in the ultimate cut that helped further explain characters' motivations or like what was mm-hmm. going on in the story or whatever. Yeah. So you cut that out, but you have to leave in the close up on the Robin suit. Like, oh, the weird choice, weird, weird choice there. Well, and it, partly because I'm you know, I'm missing the history there. That's what I keep saying about that character. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. And in, in seeing this type of Batman, like whenever mm-hmm. I imagine Batman and Robin, like I imagine the old TV show or I imagine like the Batman and Robin from the 90s, like it's always like been cheesy the way I've seen Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the fact of like having Batman have like a kid sidekick or whatever, like is like really comic booky or cheesy in my mind. I think you could do that in a, a, a level, say like a, a Nolan Batman level could mm-hmm. have introduced like they kind of were doing you know, something with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you know, in the, at the end of those movies or whatever. Um, like, it's like, oh, maybe that'll work. But, like, I don't understand the movie that we would have seen with Batfleck years prior to this when he had a Robin mm-hmm. and that Robin, they went against Joker and fought. I'm like, I can't even picture what that movie would look like. Yeah. Because it's so fucking dark in this movie that I'm like, what <laughs> would what would a kid's sidekick look like to that Batman? Um, what, what and I just don't like, get it. What if... If they went back and told that story and the costumes they used were from the like Batman 66 TV show. <laughs> yeah. And then it wasn't until after that Robin died that he like plussed up his costume and gave it like all this extra like padding and whatnot. He goes to Hot Topic and he's like, I'm <laughs> angry now. Yeah. <laughs> he picks up a Jack Skellington t-shirt and it like rips it in half because it's like Disney or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Well, on the topic of Batman, I will say, uh, again, to this movie's credit, there, there are a couple of things I liked about it. One of them being that Batman, <clears throat> excuse me, that Batman warehouse scene where he goes through and starts tearing up ass all over the place. <laughs> uh-huh. and he, like, uh, beats up all those dudes. Um, yeah. There's a lot of, like, power. The uh, the fighting that Batman does and, like, when he leans into punches, it kind of reminds me of um, the um, uh, that opening, or not, opening scene but um that scene at the beginning of the winter soldier where captain america mm. is like lands on that ship and yeah. he starts like uh, kicking ass all over the place mm. um there's like an adjustment to how cap would fight with a shield and just like throw a punch and everything yeah where there is so much weight to it and i feel like there's a lot of that in this uh this batman yeah it's warehouse cool. scene yeah yeah i liked it that's the thing is like i i feel like i like this batman i just mm-hmm. don't like this movie i yeah. wanted like a batman movie Mm-hmm. And then we'll get into Batman v Superman and then we'll get into Justice League. Like there could have been so much more built, even though I'm like, 
I'm not a huge fan of the DCEU. That's the thing is like they had so many missed opportunities and I'm like, uh, this Batman with so much strength is really mm-hmm. fascinating to watch. Um, but then they also make him really nimble and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. That would make way more sense in, to Christian Bales where he did hide all the time and like yeah. surprise people and stuff. And this one, it's like, <laughs> well, how would he move that fast? He's like fucking 230 pounds of muscle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just wild. Um, so I feel like just missed opportunities, you know, and then uh, I do feel overall, like you said, though, like uh, I there are a few things that I liked and it did get me more into wanting to like these movies or like try more for DC stuff like the comics, mm-hmm. uh, which unfortunately I could not find any of the ones you or Dave recommended. Um, every single one of them on Comixology you had to, to buy. Okay. Um, yeah. None of them were just like on there. So I haven't read any mm-hmm. one yet, but I, I looked for them all. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's like, I am more intrigued at this time, which really surprised me. Uh, that ultimate edition really helped, but yeah. Um, I, I do have a note yeah. here. Um, that's mean. So I'm going to read it. Um, <laughs> doomsday looks like if sloth from the Goonies fucked and needed a racer. Um, that's just, that's purely just a joke. Um, <laughs> that was specific. It's, it's not, uh, like doomsday in this it looks fine it looks honestly it looks generic kind of like the yeah. uh, the little monsters that show up in uh the shazam movie yeah they just look like generic monsters um but you know i'm sure that the people who worked on the cgi put a lot of like uh time and effort into it it's not it's their fault they got stupid shit purely, to do. purely <laughs> <laughs> they didn't necessarily design it they just had to animate it yeah you know i had um, literally forgotten basically about that entire lap about about doomsday at all and that mm. i have to go look him up right now and be like what is he talking about exactly and i'm like oh which, yeah it's so generic i don't remember which is so funny because that fight is so long yeah that was another note i had yeah. it's like this end fight takes fucking forever yeah forever i remember that too in the justice league movie like the one where uh fucking aquaman is like surfing through the air or something and i remember <laughs> like i was like there's just so much like beating each other up and like none of it's interesting though um, and that's literally like the only thing I remember from that. And that's really from the trailer and stuff. But like they just go on for our it's like the same with Wonder Woman. I'm like, they just go on and it's just like, all right, like I could literally just fast forward through this and not miss a single thing. Um, just punches, you know? Yeah. It, be, yeah. Because you don't have an attachment to the characters. Yeah. And you're like, well, I don't know. This water guy's just surfing okay. in the air. He appears okay. to be flying? <laughs> yeah. Question mark. Somehow? Can he do that? And they're like, okay. Zack Snyder's like, I don't know. Yeah, he can now. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> He's gonna smash through a building and then come out. Yeah, just go wink at the audience. All right. Okay. Um, another note I had is hell yeah, Wonder Woman. Um, mm. and then they should give her her own movie. <laughs> and then I thought about it. I was like, oh wait, we did this twice. It was fascinating to hear Dave talk about uh, the little bit he did about Wonder Woman, but not having mm. seen 1984 yet. And I'm like, oh okay. Oh, let's talk okay. in a few weeks <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you watch it. <laughs> whatever it comes out he might actually yeah. like it i i think he probably would just given his probably. his affinity for these movies and these characters and stuff but yeah i think so maybe not um, like it as much but um if he liked wonder woman the first one mm-hmm. then i imagine he'll like the second one uh there's a good chance yeah there's a good chance another note i have is Man. so that's how lex Luthor became bald <laughs> i hate when they do <laughs> shit like this where they're like Okay, so we've cast this person as this character, and then you see them in costume, and you're like, but Lex, Lex Luthor's a, a, a bald fella, mm. and he's got all this... They, they went out of their way to give him shaggy hair, I feel. Right. As a character. Um, that's weird. And then, like, you get yeah. to the end of this movie, you're like, oh, 
Okay, I get it. It's <laughs> it's important. It's important that you know how people become bald. Stephen, you yourself, like yeah. eventually we'll get to the origin mm-hmm. of your baldness. Um, I know we've yeah, never yeah. discussed it on the podcast Not before. Today. Uh, but we really have to get a, a good 200 plus episodes under our belt before we even like delve mm-hmm. into it. Um, yeah, because it's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal, and it's going to take a lot of setup to get there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, we actually used to start probably laying the, the pieces in the next few episodes, getting up there, mm-hmm. just so that we can really like have it all laid out so I can really tell the story sure. fully. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, in the in the Donner movies, uh, the first time you see Lex Luthor, he has, like, I feel like it's, like, curly hair, almost, like, Afro-ish. It's, like, in the late 70s. And I was yeah. like, man, I thought Lex Luthor was bald. And then they like one of the next scenes you see him in in his lair, which is like this underground, like old subway system. It's basically Ninja Turtles. Um, yeah. He uh, he takes it off. It's a wig and he has like a whole bunch of different wigs. And so throughout the whole thing, he'll change his hair all the time. And it's kind of like a funny <laughs> joke for that era. But I, yeah. I really wish they would have just transferred that over to this Lex. Like at one point he mm-hmm. has this shaggy hair and he just takes it off. Yeah. And he's been bald the whole time. He's just like a young bald dude for some reason. That would have yeah. been more fulfilling to me than uh, than what we got. So that would be funny if, like, because he spliced his DNA into Zod's and it created Doomsday, mm. right? It would be funny if, like, Doomsday came out and he had like this like weird shaggy hair. <laughs> because in the in the actual like comics, Doomsday does have like some weird like random strands of hair on his head. Oh, so they could have like brought actually, that in there. But then Doomsday was like, yeah. "What is this?" and like just rips it off his head. It's like this is a bad look. I don't like this. <laughs> Baby Ruth. <laughs> I was trying to look up uh, Doomsday Hair. Um, mm. Oh, it just keeps coming up with uh, Rona People Mitra. not having haircuts during quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> I, what is this from? It came up with this. Uh, there must be like a movie called Doomsday or whatever. And then it keeps coming up with a haircut from this. But like, ladies, bring this to your hairstylist. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. DC. Doomsday hair, DC. There we go. I don't know. Like, I'm just, maybe I'm not even, this is why I want to try to read some of the comic books from DC because I'm mm-hmm. like, the the villains and the DC stuff, especially to me, I, I hate their designs pretty much all the time. I hate their characters. I hate their designs. They oh, did okay. Doomsday like this. Then they did, um, what's the next one? Dark, dark Seed, Dark Side, whatever. Oh yeah, Dark Side, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's coming up next. Like in the trailers for the Zack Snyder stuff, Mm. um they they always just look generic at best and at worst mm. i just hate it mm. um <laughs> it's hard to describe why i'm just they're they're very they're, it's like the 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 best dc villain i've seen so far um rivals the villains in thor the dark world like it's just so generic and dumb and i don't even care to think about it you know um, yeah that's a big problem for them and it's a big problem for for marvel too some of their villains are kind of uh whatever people don't like them all the time whatever not as strong or whatever but um generally the designs i haven't been a big fan of in dc stuff yeah when you make your character designs like overly complex to look at like cyborg is a good example of that and he's a hero in these films um it's just like a lot to look at and you're still kind of not sure what you're looking at for the most part um, I remember at the very end of the theatrical cut of Justice League, Cyborg gets a more like, um, uh, like comics accurate and more like uh, designed by an actual person um, mm. uh, armor that he like starts turning on or whatever. Um, oh yeah. It, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like ooh, let me put some <laughs> double A's up in this bitch. Yeah, presses a button. It's like. 
Yep. Mm -hmm. It just went from six to midnight <laughs> on my body. Um, He's like, I'm I'm mostly machine now. Can we can we can I have two dicks? Is that mm -hmm. possible? Mm -hmm. Can I have like can one on each thigh so I can have them separated and pleasure two ladies at one time? What do you think? Can I can I adjust the size on this? <laughs> Does this have one of those like Nike shoe button things? Can I just like pump it up? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going to be here for a minute. Like, yeah, it'll be a while. Oh, she's, oh, she's at the door. <laughs> hey, wait. Okay. I'm looking up dark side now. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing from the justice league. Uh, who's the guy There's like the big crown. <laughs> who's that fucker? Steven, let me take you on a magic carpet ride because that is Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Is he okay? It's been so long since I've seen the, uh, theatrical justice league. Who mm -hmm. who's in that? And there's like people added to the Zack Snyder one they couldn't do. Like, are all those people in there? In the original Justice League, was Steppenwolf the baddie? Yeah, Always? yeah, the theatrical version he was. Yeah, okay. So he'll just be in there. I, was so, Dark Side? So in the in the snork snork the Snyder cut <laughs> the um, snork cut. Yeah, <laughs> the snork show up. <laughs> It's a big underwater scene with Aquaman. It's, it's incredible. Um, but no, in the Snyder Cut, um, I guess the original version, um, as it was being filmed of Justice League, Darkseid was supposed to show up maybe as a cameo or whatever, mm. um, but he was taken out, and so they just focused on Steppenwolf. I don't know exactly how big of a role Darkseid is supposed to play in the Snyder Cut, mm. but from what I understand, um, there's... Uh, spoilers i guess uh we don't know this because no one has seen it at this point but i guess for the snyder cut it ends on a cliffhanger and dc has mm. or warner brothers has no plans to follow up on it interesting so, yeah if you want to just go ahead and make your balls blue right now ladies <laughs> you can have blue balls too um then uh yeah it's it's uh gonna lead to a cliffhanger that has no resolution from my understanding so it could just be dark side mm. showing up and be like hey girl and then that's that's it. Oh, man, that'd be a fun, yeah, fun scene just to see, like, a nice romantic comedy vibe at the end there. Uh, He's got a picnic <laughs> basket in his hand. Yeah. yeah. This is a, a picture of Steppenwolf that I found from from the thing. And uh, there's yeah. just his costume or whatever. Like, there's just so many. It, it literally looks like we were talking about staples earlier. It looks like staples. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind mm -hmm. of just going every which way. And they put, put them together. Like, he, he rolled in glue and then rolled in a bunch of staples. And he's like, costume. Look, this is why it's such a threat to Superman, who we've determined is Jesus. <laughs> That's right. He's going to snap your neck. He's going to staple to a tree by Steppenwolf. It's all right there. Man. Subtext has become text. Um, and then my final note here is that at the very end of BVS, we have a close-up on the coffin. We've got some dirt that Lois has thrown on the, mm. uh, on the, the coffin. And just before, like mere frames before it gets yeah. to black, we see a little bit of floating dirt. This isn't followed up on at all in uh, the theatrical cut of Justice League, but I wonder if uh, maybe in the Snyder cut it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I am excited to see the Snyder cut in as much as I, I want to see it as the concluding chapter of this trilogy mm -hmm. to see kind of how things play off of each other now mm -hmm. with a little more breathing room. I, I'm afraid he'll do... I've heard it's so much CGI that he added in. I'm afraid it's just going to be more bombastic than it is like fixing the story mm -hmm. but i imagine that's i mean a four-hour movie you know revisited so many years after i i feel like that's got to be part of the goal to fix the mm -hmm. story 
Um, but yeah, it'd be wild to uh, when we're coming up watching these and stuff. It'd be wild to watch the theatrical and then because like I have, we didn't watch the Batman v Superman theatrical. We just watched the Ultimate. I don't really know the differences. I read about some of them, but um, it was I just remembering it from over time. It was such a change. And then these like mm-hmm. kind of back to back will be really fascinating to see like oh man this movie shit and it's like is this one gonna be better yeah yeah it is weird too because like as a trilogy between man of steel batman versus superman and then uh, Zack snyder's justice league yeah um if that's the official trilogy and it seems like the ultimate edition is what warner is going with for the movie because it fills in a lot of the um the uh blank spaces yeah uh, and um, the the plot holes that were in the first one, uh, not all of them, but some of them. Yeah. So it seems like that's the official version. Meaning that Man of Steel two hours, BBS three hours, Zack Snyder's Justice League four hours. Wow. So they just you know what? Let's just add an hour each time. If the Snyder Cut gets a sequel somehow through I don't know magic, maybe it takes off, and Warner's like, hey, you know what? None of this shit fucking makes sense anyway. Mm. Sure, let's do let's do another one. Let's keep it going man yeah. part two of the justice league it's gonna be five hours <laughs> that's six six mm-hmm. at this point man um yeah. yeah i don't it's hard that's one of the hard ones for me because batman v superman ultimate was better but it's so much longer and i don't want to mm-hmm. reward them for being for making it longer and having yeah. to sit through more of it but at the end of the day mm-hmm. it is a better movie that way yeah. Um, and then this one, I'm just like, I, I heard there were like chapter titles they had released that are going to like, sh- I guess, show on screen during mm-hmm. the Zack Snyder Justice League. So uh, my idea originally had been like anything I watched pretty much now, I was going to watch it in segments um, instead mm-hmm. of just like a four hour block. But um, I was probably going to do like an hour each time. But I think there were like six different chapter titles. Yeah. So I might watch it in sixths, you know, depending on how I feel when it comes out, especially after watching the theatrical Justice League. I might be a little worn out after watching after watching that but um yeah watching the the what, new one in one sixth at a time might be better what if those six uh chapter titles all show up in the first 20 minutes of the movie <laughs> in that last chapter <laughs> and Two it's hours, 20 minutes and then minutes. one fight <laughs> one fight to the last <laughs> the rest of the three hours plus yeah man that'd be fucked yeah. up mm-hmm. who knows all right Truly. well you have any other notes for that uh no that was that was it so I guess so we can just, wrap up the show. Just a short, yeah. <laughs> well, if you want, I mean, we have other stuff to talk about. If you want, um, we can just get into it. So uh, we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Uh, clearly, we started the show off just talking about stuff. That's that's right. So, we, look, uh, we were pent up. You know, yeah. uh, we had some, uh, some, well, I'll just say it again, blue balls about yeah. uh, BBS. We both had some thoughts. I told you off air before we started recording. I was like, hey, um, I've got a couple of things I want to run through real quick on the show about BBS. And you said the same. Uh, yeah. And here we are, uh, nigh upon, what, 40-something minutes <laughs> God, yeah, uh, into this episode. <laughs> I don't, it's hard to keep track. Um, and, uh, yeah, so now we're starting the show. Um, but I do want to, before we get into the meat and potatoes mm. of this episode, I do want to go over something I should have gone over last time uh, when we had Dave on. Uh, but I forgot. Uh, I, I made a note and I just overlooked it. Uh, I can't read my own yeah. hand typing. It's not, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. You um, should it was, flog yourself. I don't know. Probably something Biden did. Um, <laughs> oh my God, we gotta Thanks, get him Biden. Yeah. 
We got to get the real president in there. Anyway, um, <laughs> you take that back. Ho- hopefully people know I'm joking about this, right? Probably not. Uh, but we do have some upcoming, we have a, a pretty uh, clear cut schedule yeah. in the next few episodes. And I want to lay that out for people so they know what's going on. So on, uh, obviously we're doing an episode today. Um, you, If you've read the notes or seen the uh, social media posts, it's pretty obvious. Steven mentioned it earlier, but we'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, on the next episode, which would be 188, uh, on March 23rd, we're going to discuss the theatrical version of Justice League. Now, this is uh, the Zack Snyder cut is coming out on the 18th of this month on HBO Max. And I guess in theaters? I don't know. Weird. Uh, let's not worry about that. Just yep. HBO. Um, so we're going to discuss the theatrical version of the Justice League, though, because uh, I think it's important for us to, again, re-acknowledge this theatrical cut before we discuss the mm-hmm. Zack Snyder cut, just to kind of compare and contrast the two. Yep. So uh, we're planning to have a guest on that episode. We'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed that, that that works out. That following Tuesday on March 30th, we're going to then discuss Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's a four-hour movie, so we're going to give everyone <laughs> plenty of time to try to cram in this four-hour yep. feature into a, a week and a half or whatever uh, before we discuss it. Um, because it's gonna, I don't know how it would not be spoilery. It would have yeah. to be spoilers oh, from sure. the jump on that one. And we're gonna record for four and a half hours just to, to beat him. We, we, we have to go longer. Yeah. We have to do it. It's tradition. Yeah. On April 6th. Here's where it gets good. <laughs> uh, on April 6th, we are going to discuss Godzilla versus Kong. Woo! I'm so excited. Yeah. So excited to discuss this movie. Especially since on today's episode, we're going to catch up to that timeline and discuss God's... No, wait. Kong, Skull Island, and Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Indeed. So two movies, meaning three movies discussed on this episode. <laughs> Oops. With BBS. Yeah. Look, uh, we had some stuff we had to say. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of notes we took for BBS. I took zero notes for Skull Island or King of the Monsters. Yeah. Because um, I figured, you know what, we can just uh, riff on it. Um, it's a thing we like to do. We like to talk about, I don't know, stuff yep. on occasion. We'll so, make it work. Uh, we can just... Yeah, yeah, we'll just, uh, we'll, fingers are, 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 fingers, finger our way through it. We're just going to fingers it, we got fingers our way through it. Talking Man. is hard today. Yeah, well, we've already mm-hmm. talked for so long, yeah, getting mm-hmm. tongue-tied. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I'm excited. Uh, I also have not written, I've written like three notes, uh, just barely anything for the movies today, but um, mm-hmm. partly because I, I had seen Kong Skull Island so many times before, and then... Uh, uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, this is my first time watching it, so I probably could have read more notes, but mm-hmm. um, you had a, you had briefly talked about it before when you saw it, and uh, I'm really excited to, to get into that because uh, I want your thoughts, but um, yeah. do you just want to jump into it? Yeah. Do you want to go in? Um, did you watch Kong I first watched and in, then King of the Monsters? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in order. That's the order that came out, right? Um, yes. Because yeah. like Kong was like 2017 and something like that. And then um, uh, King of the Monsters came out in 2019. I don't remember if I told you on the podcast the other day, if that was uh, like through a text or whatever. But like when I was looking it up, I had completely forgotten about King of the Monsters coming out at all. Um, I never heard good things about it. Uh, The box office wasn't that great when I was looking at it today. And I was like, yeah, I just don't think I heard much good. And then I just kind of really forgot about it. But I was like, then COVID happened and stuff. But I was like, man, I really forgot that movie even existed (laughs) until this new one. I was like, oh, I got to watch this and see where where we're at. So I'm glad we Mm -hmm. uh, I'm glad you suggested it so we could watch them. So, yeah. Yeah. Plus, like it's 
it's these three movies. So Godzilla 2014, then Kong, then King of the Monsters that came mm-hmm. out, um, leading into a fourth movie where uh, Godzilla and Kong fight. Um, Finally. A better approach than Batman versus <laughs> yeah. Superman? Mm, you be the judge, yeah. but I'm going to preemptively say yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm. go ahead and say that. I'll give that you two yes. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, let's start with Kong Skull Island. Sweet. Uh, you said you've seen this movie several times before. Yep. Yeah. Is this on a regular like rotation for you? Not quite, but I, I do like to throw it on. I, I find this movie just so visually appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is shot so beautifully. Um, some of the shots yeah. of Kong and stuff, like in the uh, silhouette in front of the sun and everything. And like, um, I was really, I don't remember the trailers anymore. I don't remember if we really knew. I, I assume we knew it was like in like Vietnam era, but uh, watching the movie that way and it just be like, oh, this makes total sense. Like that would be that mm-hmm. era and they're, kind of nearby they're stationed nearby and they're like oh we're gonna do this last mission you know bring these people here mm-hmm. um it's just been like a, a good one and I, I like all the actors in it a lot um yeah i really like the director of kong Squad island jordan vaught roberts um i i find this series really interesting like they got gareth edwards for godzilla uh mm-hmm. jordan vaught roberts for this one he had directed kings of summer which is like a a teen like coming of age movie like independent movie that i loved um they were bringing like interesting people, and then Mike Doherty, who's one of my favorite directors, they brought on for uh, uh, Godzilla: King of the Monsters. So they just have really good choices and stuff. Even if I don't always like how they go, but this mm-hmm. one I found, I thought Jordan Roberts like really knocked it out of the park with I, he threw everything into it. You know, it is so beautiful. Like yeah. I've only seen it twice. Okay, uh, last uh, this week was my my second time, and I just like I remember having such like. Uh, I, I, I didn't see this movie in theaters. I heard mm. a lot of praise about it. And then by the time I got to watch it, I was like, it wasn't like overhyped for me. I was yeah. just like so thoroughly impressed with it yeah, that nice. I liked it. And so I had these like warm memories rewatching it this time. I liked it even more. Oh, that's great. And the cinematography looks stellar. Yeah. There are scenes in this where I'm like, so this is what like a Zack Snyder movie could be because <laughs> right? he has like a great cinematic eye, yeah. but there's like, this has like a, a good story. Like I like the characters. There's some humor kind of sprinkled yeah. throughout. John C. Riley is fantastic oh, in this movie. Um, he's so the, good. The opening of this movie, like the first time I saw it, I was so intrigued with mm-hmm. like the, um, the world war two era. Yeah. The, the two guys that like crash land on this Island and they are at each other's throats and then like you see kong's hand come up and then the movie like opens Mm -hmm. um we flash forward to the 70s and i knew that when this movie was going to come out it was eventually going to lead to a godzilla versus kong movie Mm. so when i first saw it and it um i guess i didn't necessarily realize that it took place in the 70s Mm -hmm. um because the trailers it just like look it looks like people like military people and then um yeah. captain marvel and loki and <laughs> yeah. essentially is what it looks like so there, there's not like a whole lot of hallmarks about it taking place in the 70s so my first thought was like oh man this takes place in the 70s only because i like those actors enough that i want them to show up in the like uh, modern movies with godzilla but they're all going to be like aged out or whatever yeah yeah for sure unless there's like a time portal or something like that i don't know it could be could or be if they just don't show up and i don't fucking know get, I don't know. get the flash uh, in there of, that's true yeah Crossover. am i too early <laughs> I'm too early. I'm too early. Is he okay? <laughs> Did you have different dots? It's the ice cream of my time, the future. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> that was really good. Really got so me. So, I, uh, 
I, I was surprised, but like, regardless of the time that this takes place, it is such an enjoyable film to watch. Like, yeah, like I'm said, so glad, man. it's just like <clears throat> so beautiful. The story is good. Like, I understand clearly the characters' motivations. Yeah, Stephen, this movie is also a Warner Brothers movie. Like, it's also totally um, different. Uh, legendary. Um, so maybe they mm-hmm. have a better stranglehold on like the characters and everything. Because like in in both like Godzilla and King Kong, we can't. There's no, like, dialogue for either of those creatures. There's no, like, inner monologue for them. So we have, like, just the people, like, the human characters around them to help, like, tell their story and give their motivations and and whatnot. Mm. And they do a great job. Um, I'm still kind of, like, I wish the 2014 Godzilla movie had more Godzilla in it. But overall, I I still, like, enjoy that movie for what it is, you know? Um, But this one has tons of fucking Kong in it. Uh, just like preemptive spoilers for the uh, our feelings on these movies, I think Kong Skull Island is probably my favorite of the. Yeah. I guess the Titan Verse is Same. what we're calling this. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, we'll get to that. Um, I okay. also want to point out. I don't know if it's showing up on my mic or uh, you know if you can hear it, but uh, there's a vacuum going right now. Uh, oh, nearby. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if that would take play a role at all in the outtakes um i wonder that'd be weird it is weird because it's actually happening it's just it's just nearby you'll find out but like it's like a neighbor i feel like there was something i was going to announce when i was talking about the show schedule but it's just escaping me right now (laughs) that's weird well that information is just being like sucked right out of my head oh man i feel like it it could be right there but um anyway so uh, you're talking about the uh uh you said we'll get to the uh the stuff on the the titan verse the titan I, I yeah well we yeah. can go ahead and say that i guess too is um okay. uh, uh to get off your uh, go off your point or whatever mm. i i like godzilla go off king yeah i like godzilla 2014 a lot i understand some of the criticisms about from people about not seeing like godzilla a whole lot and stuff but i thought again the actors in all of these movies the directors the actors mm-hmm. Uh, they've gotten like stellar cast and it's been so intriguing. And then that one, the story and the people involved was so intriguing to me that I was like, I don't care. I just like watching the people. Uh, Kong Skull Island is definitely my favorite. It's the most enjoyable movie. I've probably seen it like four or five times now. Um, it's the most enjoyable to me to just like put on or watch or whatever. The, the actors are just really great. Um, and then the, the King of the Monsters has, again, a great cast, and I had heard bad things about it, and I, I think I will echo a lot of those same points uh, that you will probably say as well about it. But um, the I don't remember them saying the word Titans before King of the Monsters. I don't know if that was part of the universe title for what those creatures were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But for some reason, when it happened in that movie, I was like really... I'm just like not a huge fan of that word, I guess. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's like part of their thing but essentially basically what i'm getting to is that whenever i watched king of the monsters the whole time i was watching it as i was like man i'd really just much rather watch pacific rim right now because i really <laughs> love pacific rim and i think kaiju okay. is such a cool fucking name that i'm like just mm-hmm. call him kaiju like yeah. why titans i just don't like it um yeah. and i think kaiju just sounds cool and it, it already had like established itself in my head as like what these monsters mm-hmm. are and then, so, like, it took me out of it. Uh, so, yeah, we can call it Titanverse, but I will be begrudgingly call it that. I will, in my heart, I will be like, okay. Yeah. Um, but that's the best way to say because that's what they call it, So Plus, everybody knows that, like, the monsters don't ever do anything on Sundays because they're all Kaijuish. So, they, <laughs> they just can't. I'm so <laughs> glad I just drank that water right before you said that <laughs> instead of having it in my mouth. Holy shit. <laughs> So, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Everybody um, knows. It, one, one of their. Uh, 
you know, one of the uh, kaiju falls, they have to bury it immediately. Mm. Um, they don't they don't wait to have a service. They just yeah, know, it's a it's a thing. They all have. Uh, <laughs> if you zoomed in real close, you can see the tiny little kaiju yamakas. I was but, just gonna say, yeah. I imagine them. Like, <laughs> it's like the size of like a one of those parachutes you'd have like in elementary school uh, in the mm-hmm. gym or whatever. It's like. They have to like make this huge fucking thing for their their <laughs> big heads. Um, they say it's called the 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 monster verse. It um, is okay. I thought that was the universal. No, I, wait, that was the dark universe. That's the wasn't dark it? universe. Yeah, but I don't like calling okay. this just the monster verse because it's that that lends itself more to other things to me. Um, okay, I think for for our canon, Titan verse. Okay, sounds kind of good. Well, if it's yeah. our canon, why don't we just do kaiju verse? Kaiju verse. There we go. Fuck it. Help. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Kite man. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah. So for, uh, for, for Kong, um, yeah. there was a, a scene in this, uh, movie where, um, did you have like specific notes on this? Did I don't something? have anything specific. No, not okay. for this. I had some for the, the next one. King of the There's Monsters. There's a, a yeah. scene in the movie where, um, Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson are standing on a cliff and then Kong approaches them and Brie Larson walks up. They love to like, touch the mm. the the kaiju on the nose yeah in these movies that's just like their thing uh it happens in king of the monsters as well with ken watanabe he walks up and just boop, pokes uh yep old ziller on the nose there <laughs> uh, but it was so funny he was like boop <laughs> dead <laughs> i've got your nose and then the movie explodes um oh, but uh, brie larson uh puts her hand on uh kong's nose and then like holy shit the like humanity behind kong's eyes oh yeah my uh, my wife uh dirt trap mcgillicuddy looked at me and said am i gonna cry at the end of this movie oh wow because of kong i'm surprised she and watched we'll it never we'll never know because she she did fall asleep oh um, okay there you go she watched part of it yeah yeah um uh, she watched it with her eyes closed and her back uh facing the television but otherwise that's the best way yeah, she's 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 fully invested one ear in up the other one buried in the yeah. couch that's the way to do it <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. um i uh i'm trying to think too because going back and talking about the other ones uh godzilla had elizabeth olsen and mm-hmm. i can't remember the other dude's name but it had like uh Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say skater McFastface. I don't know. He, he moves really fast. Um, <laughs> Quicksilver. Yeah. Yeah. Quicksilver uh, yeah. and Scarlet Witch yeah. had both of them. I don't know if it has anybody else from the MCU in there, but then this one has Nick Fury, Loki, yeah. and Captain Marvel. I'm yeah. trying to think it was anybody else, but I don't know the third one. I don't remember. There's, there's a loose, loose association mm-hmm. with uh, Toby Kebble, I believe is the, the actor's name. Okay. Um, he's the. Uh, He's the uh, dear Billy guy mm-hmm. uh, that gets his uh, his ass eaten and then his skull with meat still on the skull thrown up. Uh, uh, he played in the uh, the Josh Trank Fantastic Four movie. I believe he okay. was Doctor Doom. Oh, so it, kind of a, a loose Marvel association. There, Interesting, but, but not. not yeah, like if you want to watch that, really, that yeah. is on Disney Plus right now. Okay. So, you know, I, I imagine, you know, <laughs> as you're taking a nap after the record, uh-huh. you just throw on fan four stick and uh just you know just revel in it finally just en- enjoy yeah yeah oh man mm. we can't do it today because we already have so much stuff going on but we still haven't talked mm. about wandavision we have not holy shit wow well, we gotta mm. we gotta put that on the docket too there's a lot to mm. talk about uh yeah. but all of these movies uh yeah have a great cast for kong Sky island you have um uh, tom hiddleston sam jackson john goodman i fucking love john goodman mm-hmm. always but he was great oh, in this yeah. uh mm-hmm. brie larson um i'm trying to think of other names i knew on here um john c Riley, yeah you mentioned john c yeah. Riley. 
I not only uh, Amanda hasn't seen this movie, but she walked in whenever he was on screen and she was laughing at some of the stuff he was saying. And I was like, oh, he's like the best part of this movie. Like, I like this movie a whole lot, but he's the best. Uh, And I was trying to explain to her. I was like, yeah, this is like Vietnam, but he's like a World War Two vet. Um, She watched part of the ending with me, too, because I like how they tie up his story really sweetly, like unnecessarily in the after credits sequence or whatever. Like, yeah, they tie it up. But I I love it because I love him so much. And I loved his character. um, And I'm glad he got a happy ending. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was so funny. And then just the way he he tells his story about how he was like enemies with this, this Japanese guy and they both mm-hmm. crashed and tried to kill each other. And then like they, they became best friends. And yeah. I, it's just like, there's so much humanity from uh, the director, I think. And then the story and stuff about mm-hmm. all these people that it, that makes them feel re- like real people, you know, and like you root for them or whatever. Um, uh, yeah. And there's just a lot of, a lot of good acting in it. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, like their motivations as characters, like I like, uh, I really like the King Kong that uh, Peter Jackson did in 2005, but uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. I want to watch it again, but it's it's really like an yeah. homage to like the original King Kong and stuff. It has like the real like New York, you know, old timey stuff. They go there and King Kong is loose and blah, blah, blah. I really like this one because they go to the island and it's just like, we're going to look for these creatures and hope oh, we found mm-hmm. one. And then like they killed Sam Jackson's men. So he's fucking pissed and he's kind of out of it from being in Vietnam for so long. And he's like, we're going to go kill this monster. And I'm like, I'm just down for the the way that this story kind of goes. Um, mm. It makes sense that it's like, yeah, he's kind of crazy, but it's what he might do. And the other ones are just trying to get off the island. And like everybody just feels like they have a place, a reason, a motivation. It all feels just very like it clicks. You know, they really thought yeah. about a lot of it. So, yeah, it's good stuff, man. Uh- um i love the design of kong yeah um i know some people have problem with like cgi but i think a lot of the time people have problem with cgi they're like oh that's not a real monkey (laughs) that's not that's not real hey that's not a real that's not a real (laughs) it's like yeah yeah cgi that's this is where we're at with movies you know and he looks looks great yeah yeah uh, like that giant squid that uh, Kong mm. pulls up out of that river or whatever. Yeah, calamari. Yeah, so much fun. Just uh, yeah, oh my god, mm. he's just like slurping down that that I almost said testicle, but tentacle. <laughs> I mean, I, potentially, I don't know. I just imagine <laughs> that uh, that tentacle, like as he's slurping up, it keeps like hitting him in the face. It'd be awesome if it's just giant testicles. He's like slurping him up, and it's just like <laughs> balls just hit him in the chin, and he's just like looking at those dudes like. <sighs> Nom, yeah. nom, 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 nom. I mean, like, it stands to reason, like, we see Kong and, like, any number of creatures. What are those skull things called? Like, skull, skull crawlers or something like that? Skull crawlers. Skull crawlers. Uh, we, see them, we, see, we see them, like, eat humans, mm. uh, primarily, like, uh, since there are only, like, two women in this film. Uh, yeah. we, uh, we know that, like, the people that are getting eaten are also getting their balls eaten. So There you go. You know, so they're eating balls. Kong and these uh, skull crawlers. Snacking on those nards, you know? Hey, yeah. Um, I like <laughs> what he says. The They're like, what do you call them? He's like, skull crawlers. Why do you call them that? I, I thought it sounded cool, but now that I said it out loud, it sounds stupid. You can call them whatever you want. And they're like, skull crawlers <laughs> is cool with me. Like that, Those jokes really work in this for me. Uh, it yeah. feels very fun, even though it's like, you know, serious situation, whatever. Like, it, yeah. It keeps a good tone. It's a very, it's a very entertaining movie that way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, I mean... 
I'm saying in Batman versus Superman, like any of the the uh, Snyder movies, mm-hmm. uh, the Snyder DCE EU movies. Holy shit! It's a lot. My brain is just collapsing. <laughs> Look, we're recording here on the day that the time has changed. Ugh, that's right. Uh, it's hard. It's a little bit earlier than normal. Yeah. So uh, again, it's not my fault. Um, that's true, I man. Just, I saw that for the record. It's not my fault. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. time. Time. Time has fucked me. <laughs> the time has raw dogged me. I know. Yeah. No lube. No lube. Yeah. Just going in dry. Oof. Right and up I, in there. You know, I haven't been keeping up with my uh, anal plug training. Oh, it's just brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got it. I got up. I got up to work boot at a certain point, but I did. I didn't keep up with it. Oh wow. It's just. Yeah, it's gotten back down. <laughs> so. You got to keep working on that, man. I know. I'm back down to flip flop, <laughs> but eventually I'll get there. Vaccines are coming. I'm coming up to, to Tulsa soon, so. You gotta, you gotta work it out, man. Before okay, I get there, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll spend the next week and change yeah, working on that. Good, good, good. For you, thanks. Um, what was I talking about? I don't know. Um, uh, something about uh, something. Um, we don't see Kong's balls. Go back right. to the balls talk. Uh, we do see mm-hmm. a really nice, good uh, Kong butt shot at one point. I like a lot. Oh yeah. He like yeah. Wa- he like turns in, in the water. I think it might be around that scene you were talking about with the, mm-hmm. the tentacles and the octopus or whatever. Uh, and it's just, man, he's got a, a really good backside. Uh, Kong, it pans up to Kong's eyes. He just like winks at the camera. Yeah. And, like he keeps, keeps strolling. <laughs> Squeezes his butt cheeks. <laughs> flexes them. I hear he's uses kettlebells. <laughs> kettlebells is the key. That's the thing. They have some big ones. There's a, a scene in um, American Pie Reunion, because I love that series. Uh, I know that's a pretty stupid movie, but I like it a lot. But there's a scene where uh, Chris Klein comes home to his his girlfriend, and there's like a a big uh like attractive black dude in the hot tub with her and he's mm-hmm. like babe what's going on and she's like oh he's gay it's fine he's an interior decorator and that guy gets out and he's wearing a yellow thong and he's mm-hmm. making drinks and he looks he looks over his shoulder at chris klein and he's like can i get you anything and he flexes his butt but he can like move it like from the top to the bottom it's like like oh, waving wow. and he's like can i get you anything and this fucking yellow thong so that's what i <laughs> imagine like Kong would be like hey <laughs> You want some squid? <laughs> I remember I remember what I was going to say. So I was just going to say, like in the Snyder versus DCEU movies, if they injected some humor into those movies, more than what they consider jokes yeah. currently, um, it would uh, make everything so much more palatable. Um, it's just so so impressive with like how they use humor in this movie in particular. It just it just works so well. Every time there's a, a joke said, especially by John C. Riley, mm. it just hits. You know, it just... it. Helps relieve some of the tension, and then you yeah. can get back into it. And uh, yeah, I just, I, it's just so good, so good. I'm really glad. I mean, I, I assumed you would like this one. Um, I was surprised. Uh, my brother Danny, who I generally agree a lot with movies and stuff, and um, he and I like he's the reason I like movies so much. Whatever growing up, um, when he watched Kong Skull Island the first time, he was like, I mean, it was okay, but like he just like really wasn't into it. And I mm-hmm. really was shocked because I thought it would be totally up his alley. And I liked it so much the original time I watched it. Um, but since then, like you, like he watched it again. He's like, man, I like it a little bit better. And now he's seen it probably like four times. And he said every time he watches it, it gets better now. And now he really likes mm-hmm. it. And uh, yeah. so I, I was surprised it might take a, a little bit for some people. But to me, like out the gate, I was just like, I'm down with the music. I'm down with the look of it, uh, the humor, mm-hmm. everything about it. Um, I really like the I don't know his name. Uh, some of the soldiers that are there um, with them. There's um, a guy who is going to like sacrifice himself. He's like the older guy on their squad or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love that scene. He has like the grenades and he's like, you guys go on. I've lived my life. And the monster like flicks him with a tail into the wall of the mountain and he just explodes. It's so fucking funny to me. Um, and I, I laughed so hard in front of Amanda and I was like, this dude just died so bad. But it's so good. <laughs> he was so willing to sacrifice himself. It was yes. so like heartfelt where he was just like, look, these whoever snappers got to go on and live their lives. Yeah. I'm going to take one for the team. Yeah. <laughs> and he just gets hit. Just like it was, he served zero purpose in, in that sacrifice, which is uh, heartbreaking. Yeah. But like, damn. Yeah. I'm trying to find, I don't know his, Shea Wiggum is his name. Uh, that actor, he played Earl Cole. Um, yeah, and then Thomas Mann is uh, another one on there. Uh, he was like the younger guy. He he was um, in um, that Jordan Vaught Roberts movie I was talking about, um, Kings of Summer. So I like oh, okay. I like that actor a lot. And that's why he got brought on for this. Um, it's kind of like the, the one young with guy. the uh, the bandana tied around yes. his head. Yeah, okay. He was always yeah. like, "Is nobody else worried about this? Like, we can't get anybody on the phone. Like, what the fuck? Whatever." Yeah. Um, and then. God, there was another guy on their team. There's so many different people on there. Um, mm-hmm. I liked a lot of the soldiers, basically, is what I'm getting to. Uh, and I was yeah. surprised. I kept being like, oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. I know that guy from, like, mm-hmm. random things. Um, just, again, really good cast and stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. There was a post credit scene on this movie. Um, but I watched them back to back, and I cannot remember exactly what it was. I don't but remember it was, right now. I, I think it was something about, like, Monarch or whatever. Yeah, they're like in uh, it's Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston. They're like in that room with the the two way mirror, and they're like right. uh, the guy comes in and he's like, "We're at Monarch," and here's kind of like the Monarch Initiative, and they show, show like a screen, like a slideshow of uh, like different monsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess just leading into King of the Monsters, so. And then Sam Jackson walks in and yeah. he puts an eye patch <laughs> over his functioning eye. <laughs> yeah man yeah. bring them all in um so yeah do you want to use that to segue into uh king of the monsters we might as well yeah. oh and at the, the very end there's like a godzilla roar and so it just like oh, you right. know, get, yeah. get, get your nipples nice and hard you oh, know yeah it did and then uh leading directly into king of the monsters which is uh, i believe like you said 2019 that's right this came out i went to go see it in theaters oh wow uh, when it uh, came out i had a massive headache so oh that's uh, right okay. i thought i enjoyed it but i could not remember because i just had a pounding headache and uh it's fair to say this movie is not a quiet movie uh very For loud, sure especially in the uh, latter part of it yeah but um i rewatched it this time i've seen it i think this might only be the second time i've seen this movie as yep. well um but what did you what did you think of this movie well i mean, actually i want to throw it back to you because i was curious I, I feel like i remember you talked about it on the podcast a little bit with without mm-hmm. spoilers but i thought you had um i i feel like i remember now you said you had a headache and that kind of mm-hmm. tainted the whole viewing of it or whatever but i thought you didn't really like the movie the first time you watched it but uh, did you mm-hmm. remember basically liking it besides the headache uh, I think I remember thinking it was okay. The plot was a little like meh, but the monster stuff was cool. Yeah, uh, I love all the designs of all the creatures in this. For and sure, I remember singing the praises of Mothra. I want to get your thoughts on oh. her. I thought you liked her, <laughs> and I loved her. Yeah. Oh, okay. She was God. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, they got a great actress to play her. Um, uh, the the plot is very weird. Um, very it's weird. It's so weird that they have the mother of this movie okay so this let's just get into it yeah let's just get into the 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 plot so this movie kind of like again batman versus superman the beginning of this movie shows like a parallel story to the end of the first godzilla movie from 2014 
and it's uh, Kyle Chandler. Uh, what is uh, Vera Farmiga? Formi- Vera Farmiga. Uh-huh. It's her daughter, the uh, the actress um, from the Final Girls, Tessa. Tessa, yeah. Tessa Farmiga is her niece, I think. Her niece, something like that. Okay, yeah. Uh oh, wait. Tessa is her sister. What? That's wait. What? <laughs> What it says, says, no. Tessa is her father. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, she has six older siblings. Holy uh, shit. Tessa does. And she was born in 1994. And Vera Farmiga was born in 1973. Holy shit. Damn. Nice spread. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. It's like a supply yeah. chain there. And Farmigas, you know? That's crazy, though. Yeah, I totally thought... Would, I thought it was like a niece or a daughter. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah. There you go. Um, either way, uh, I like her as an actress, but in this particular role, it's such like a weird yes. thing. Um, at the beginning of the movie, they have uh, two kids. Uh, spoilers, one of them got, I guess, stepped on by Godzilla. Too bad. Uh, we don't know that. Could have been one of the Mutos. I don't know. Mm. But that's the assumption anyway. Whatever the case. Uh, just like... Uh, Batman's mad at Superman for saving the day, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Kyle Chandler and uh, Vera Farmiga are mad at Godzilla for, um, I guess, stepping on their son. Um, I mean, I get it on a personal level. That seems like it'd be pretty bad. I guess bad. if you want to if you want to be uptight. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> Going back to the Batman v Superman thing, though, that that mm-hmm. was a big part when I watching that movie. I was like, but he's he's clearly the good guy. Mm-hmm. Like, what else would you have him do? Mm hmm. If if aliens come to destroy Metropolis and the whole world and someone fights them and they destroy a city, it's like, yeah, that's going to happen. But yeah. he's still saving the day, just like in Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It makes more sense in the Avengers with the Sokovia Accords because it's like they went to a place and and they created the villain that time. Yeah. And that's why they're really getting, you know, brought down to Earth uh and being controlled or whatever but otherwise oh, too soon i know too soon. i know right you know it plummeted you know that land plummeted uh but in like the first avengers right when they like bust up new york city and stuff it's like mm. aliens are here like what are you gonna do you have to fight them you know it happens and people are like so mad at them so i kind of get it on a personal level obviously if someone died near you you know that'd be bad but um thinking about it outside of that it's like yeah they had to do it well i mean like honestly it's kind of batman's fault like if mm. he would have cleaned up gotham he could have just had the Wayne Tech uh, corporate office in Gotham yeah. instead of Metropolis. Yeah, it's his fault. Wow. Yeah. So he's so, self-hating. Yeah. Wow. Hey, Dave, um, maybe you put that into your perspective. Okay. <laughs> um, I like how you said that, like, Vera Farmiga, like, she's in The Conjuring, which you recently watched, and I think she's yes. great in that, right? Oh, she's um, so good. She's a great actress. It's the same thing. It's kind of like... Um, we were talking about like again batman v superman the, the actors in there and how they're like in a weird role like i'm just not digging it uh, and mm. this one i was like oh i like kyle chandler i like vera Fumiga. i love millie bobby, bobby brown from stranger mm. things i yeah. hated all of them in this um and i <laughs> was like annoying. i put my note is like um tons of great actors but they feel like they're acting like there's a scene yeah. early on with millie bobby brown and uh vera Fumiga, who's her mom and it felt like i was watching like a play like they mm-hmm. were just literally just reading lines to each other without even or even like a stage, like a play that was like in rehearsal. It didn't feel like there was like much emotion behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, and ev- like Kyle Chandler, I was like, man, he's really given it his all. But I'm not buying like why he's like involved in his his whole like arc or whatever. Um, so for me on this one, I just kept being like, man, they have such a great cast and it's just fucking wasted. 
Yeah. Um, nothing really works. And it's partly because the plot is so wild. Uh, I was trying to explain it to Amanda last night. It's like so weird uh, where mm. they go with this. And again, I feel like they kind of jumped the gun with the stories where I'm like, man, yeah, Godzilla, like that happened, that movie. And then Kong Sky Island, like they go to that island and like they're like monarch as a thing. We're going to do these monsters and they flash forward to the future to this. And it's like, this is not what I expected was going to happen with this story. It's really weird. It's hyper complicated because not only do they have this like family drama that kind of sparks the story, but also I guess the the mom, I don't know any of the character names. Yeah. But the mom, she I guess co-creates a an invention. Or maybe she fully creates it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, she and Kyla Chandler, they said they were working out as like a college project or something. They okay, okay. And so then she like redid okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh but she makes a machine to where it like creates an alpha frequency to help um not necessarily control the monsters but to uh maybe suppress their uh mm. beastly emotions in a way yeah helps calm them down oh my god uh, when they uh when they get mothra uh popping out out that pupa yeah oof. <laughs> oh my god so lovely popping out that then, pupa. <laughs> is that the show title i think so <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> Let me write that down real quick. Uh, but when um, oh man, <laughs> when Mothra shows up and she's cranky because she's just been born or perhaps reborn. Yeah. Um, she is a yeah. She's getting ready to like freak out a little bit, but then they turn on the machine and they hit the right fr- frequency on their uh, touchscreen device. And uh, luckily, it wasn't airplane mode that could really fuck some shit up. Uh, make sure you don't have that that safety on. It's kind of like safety for a gun yeah. in a way. But if you have Wi-Fi, mm-hmm, sure. look, we're getting into the weeds with this. I've only got another 12 <laughs> minutes on it, but then we'll we'll move on. Anyway, um, so it it it, it uh, kind of calms Mothra down, and so that's a device they use throughout the movie. But I guess it can also be used to like anger monsters. So I guess it can be control uh, be used it to control, control yeah. the monsters. But it's because a guy who looks just like uh, Grand Moff Tarkin shows up mm. and he's like, I'm the villain of this movie, but like he has no like sway with, with anyone. Um, yeah. so like, even though he's like, uh, the, uh, head bitch in charge, like people kind of just do whatever they want to around him. And he's mm. like, well, okay, I guess <laughs> I just, but I don't, Oh, she, she's got a gun on me. It's Uh-oh. okay. It's okay. I've got what I want. <laughs> but I bought this sweet villain coat. And I wanted to show it off. <laughs> Am I the villain from Ratatouille? I don't know, maybe, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, um, and then, so yeah, like the there's like this device, but then the mom turns out to be in on it. That It's like these eco-terrorists to like come to get Mothra, and apparently they've been like doing this at different like um, monarch outposts and stuff around the world with some of these monsters. And then the mom, like, through a video chat with, I love, she has, like, a slideshow that she, like, shows picture or, like, videos of, like, the world being destroyed and, like, floods and fires and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it turns into this thing where she's, like, humans are bad. We need these monsters to restore balance. I, I, don't worry. I've got this machine. I'll keep it under control. And then we can all, like, live in the forest together. I've been training my daughter to live in a post-kaiju uh, world where mm-hmm. they've like destroyed everything and i was just like wait what like yeah. what like this story should be so simple 
and mm-hmm. it got so weird. Uh, I really didn't know what to do with that. And again, it's probably because partly like watching that scene, I was like, Vera Farmiga is like crazy miscast for this. Or like, I just don't like her character or something like something's yeah. just not clicking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and at that point, once that happened, that's when I was like, who directed this? Like, what is going on? And then I saw it was Michael Doherty and yeah. uh, Michael Doherty did trick or treat, which is one of my very favorite Halloween movies. Uh, like to watch around that time. And then he did Krampus and, um, he's done a lot of stuff that I really like. And he said some, some misses and stuff, but mostly I like, and then from that point on, I was like, I could catch like glimpses of his directorial style. And I was like, okay, I get why the actors are being that way. Like Krampus and trick or treat, like they're both, the acting can kind of be a little wonky sometimes, but Mm -hmm. it's like, I like them so much and I'm like, fuck it. Like it's good. This one though, I was like, I don't know, man, something's, something's off and it's not clicking with me. And mm-hmm. uh, I kind of noticed it more. But uh, yeah, once once that happened, once that like reveal happened and then like Millie Bobby Brown, the daughter is like kind of OK with that for a long mm-hmm. time. Like she's been on the plan as well. Yeah. Um, and then basically she's just like I'm like the mom's just like really calmly like being a Thanos. She's just like, I'm going to destroy humanity so we can rebuild. Uh, I'm like, oh, OK, that seems really fucking extreme, um, mm-hmm. you know, and then. Uh, side al- or like spoiler alert she uh does not have control over those monsters and things go south real fast you know? yeah like it's like quick. anybody saw that coming right like yeah in real life she should have known like i can't control fucking monsters mm-hmm. you know just just weird it's like essentially walking around with a boom box where you're like i can control this monster <laughs> and then like the the quote-unquote king of the monster yeah. uh with three dragon heads from outer space shows up and then summons all of the other monsters and it's like oh i don't have a cassette tape for this <laughs> yeah. scenario this is going south i imagine this now it's like a say anything moment she like walks out holds the boom box <laughs> above her head plays fucking peter gabriel it's like <laughs> The monsters all start swaying. They're like, oh, yeah. man, this is nice. Damn. Control. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, Man, like you said, this this got like way out of hand. I, I really feel like if they wanted to go the route of having a device that can control the monsters, um, which, you know, from a, a story standpoint, could be good. Like you want mm-hmm. a device that like, oh, Godzilla is this creature that we know about. Uh, we also know about Kong and the Mutos and, you know, whatever else. These things exist. So I've created this device to help control them or at least help uh, calm them down. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Oh, there's like this uh, Grand Moff Tarkington uh, showing up. Uh, Tarkin? Tarkin? Yeah. Who it is? Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. Uh, He shows up and he takes the device and uses it for nefarious means. Uh, Give me a bunch of money and I won't uh, stick these monsters on you. Um, I feel like that is a more like clean cut way to go you know mm-hmm. he's he's essentially dr evil in a black turtleneck yeah. showing up yeah make it simple and he could have had the storyline of I, I he could have had the storyline of like i want to release these to reset the earth or whatever but like mm-hmm. i guess they were going with like a here's the villain but wink it's not really the villain the the mom has been the villain the whole time like she's she's yeah. the one behind all of this and it's like okay like that could work but it doesn't it's it's unnecessarily complex uh, for this mm-hmm. movie uh, whenever you really just want to see the monsters fight. And that was the whole point of his thing. Like Mike Doherty had said um, he, he said that he really liked uh, Gareth Edwards. Um, I think it's his name. Gareth Edwards mm-hmm. um, Godzilla 2014. And he said, I want mine to be the aliens to that alien. 
Meaning, like, okay. I want this one to be more action. I can totally get what he was going for, 100%, uh, right? Yeah. But, but I'm like, it doesn't always hit the mark. Um, and mm. I do like some things. Like, I love the design of those things. Like you said, like a lot of the mm. uh, Godzilla, I think is great. But um, uh, a lot of the Mutos, Mutos, uh, mm. and and Mothra specifically, I think that's great. The fights were fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were definitely good things about this movie, but overall, I was way more bored than when I watched Skull yeah. Island. You know. So. I, I think that was my thoughts whenever I first saw it, and we talked about it on the podcast where I was uh, being spoiler-free. It's like, uh, I didn't care for the story. I love the spectacle, though. Yeah. The spectacle is fantastic. Yeah. Like, the creature designs, like Rodan showing up. Mm. He's got some, like, uh, flamey wings and shit. Yeah. Holy fuck. G- Ghidorah? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. All day. Yeah, it looks good. It's the, the yeah. stuff they do, like, in the, the flying. They're always, like, in clouds. It's like a hurricane thing around Ghidorah or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. It all looks cool, and, like, they have to fly against it and everything. Like, Oh, my uh, God. The effects in these where, movies are, are st- a stellar, I think. They, they're, really, Steven, they're really good. Where, in, where they're in that ship, that uh, essentially a, a shield helicarrier, <laughs> flying into that storm, and then, like, you slowly see... Ghidorah's three heads, yeah, like just poking through that storm. It's so fucking creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it has like, a good oh vibe, God, and, so and good. Mike Doherty is really good for that. That he, yeah, uh, has that creepy factor because he has like a background mm-hmm. in horror and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, and I really loved whenever they. Uh, oh, for one, I didn't mention like Bradley Whitford is in this. Uh, he's another one. I, I, and Richard Jenkins is in Kong. Oh, dude, yeah, that's yeah. awesome, man. So yeah. this is really a, a back like a cabin in the woods background story uh i mean it could be wow that's interesting we don't know that it's not true it, honestly depending on how uh kong skull island goes oh no right. i'm sorry uh, uh godzilla yeah. versus kong it's possible that after that movie then cabin in the woods takes place man yeah because it's like you just get a creature from below the earth mm-hmm. a huge creature to like come up yeah. and destroy everything i mean it makes total sense Kaiju. yeah um so I like in this movie and King of the Monsters, um, Bradley, I, I brought up, uh, not Bradley, uh, Cooper, Bradley Whitford, um, mm-hmm. cause I've been watching West Wing again. I love him in West Wing and obviously Cabin in the Woods and stuff. Um, he, I, when he showed up, I thought he was going to be like, obviously he's a, a fairly big name actor. I thought he might have a more of like a cameo role, I guess, when they showed him, mm-hmm. but the, he ends up being like a lot in the movie, but yeah, then I, yeah. he talks a lot about the, the hollow earth theory that they've been kind of talking about from Kong Skull Island as, as well. Um, and I loved when they get to that part of the story and they find the tunnel that like brings their submarine down they're like we're in this like vortex and they just like go with it and they end up and they're like there's like this layer and this is where godzilla goes and there's like this open cavern in there i was like so Mm -hmm. into that mythology i don't know if that's all brand new or if that's like any kind of canon in godzilla Mm -hmm. but i've always wondered like where the fuck does he go and it made Mm -hmm. i thought it was just so cool it made total sense I, I love that world building that there's like all mm-hmm. these tunnels getting him places and all these other creatures or whatever around the world. Um, and I thought it looked fucking cool. Um, so I, I really dug all of that stuff. That's why I was like, the other stuff was so off putting to me whenever they're like, they're making all these big decisions about like releasing these monsters with this special machine we made. That's basically just like a lullaby generator and mm-hmm. we can control them. And then it's like, I was like not into any of that story. And then when they were like, yeah. Oh, we're going to go find where Godzilla lives. I was like, just do more of this. I'm totally into this story. <laughs> yeah. And I thought I was really great. Let's explore his house a little bit. Yeah. You know, he's got a blacklight poster <laughs> up on the wall. Says well, keep no on trucking. In it. No. <laughs> he's got that lava stream. Essentially, it's a functioning go. lava lamp yeah. for Godzilla, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. He's got the real deal, yeah. And mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. I like And like uh, uh, Ken Watsonabe 
sacrifices himself to go in there and stuff and i i thought that was neat mm-hmm. um like for his character and stuff it made sense and uh that was that was cool yeah um one thing i i will mention with uh because ken watanabe was in godzilla 2014 right yes uh-huh. I'm, I'm kind of forgetting yeah. that one a little more because i've watched these so recently you know yeah um because like you said uh, from kong skull island it's like you like those characters and those actors and you want to see them more in this world but it took place in the 70s and i didn't even notice until i was reading the wikipedia article to like find people's names and stuff that the uh john goodman's like assistant from kong skull island is now like an adult in this movie and he's still part of monarch and i didn't even realize um that they were like he was like still there um because i think i was kind of bored in this one um -hmm. he's played by a different person in this one obviously um no i gotta find his name now but um I thought it was cool that they did bring that through line with characters and stuff from Kong Skull Island into this, but I just didn't know like who it was. Um, Corey Hawkins played him in Kong Skull Island. Is he the the black guy? Yeah. Okay. That dude. Yeah. Yeah. He was in uh, The Walking Dead for a few seasons, I believe. Yeah. And then Joe Morton plays him. And this one, Joe Morton was oh, in. That's like, him? Yeah, so that's the same character. I didn't even know that until I read it later he's, on, though. He's also in the uh, Snyderverse uh, yeah. DC there you movies. Go. Yeah, yeah. So I liked that, but uh, I, right. I didn't even notice it because yeah. I was either bored with King of the Monsters or whatever. But I was like, I literally just watched that movie. I should know that there's like characters in it still, and mm-hmm. that uh, and I had no clue though. So well. I, I don't really focus on character names in these movies. Yeah. Like, I don't know any humans' names in yeah. <laughs> any of these three movies that I've I've seen, you know? Yeah. It's only like after the fact I can be like, oh, like, Vera Farmiga was, like, Emma. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of remember them saying Emma once. But, like, that's the extent <laughs> of it. Yeah. No fucking clue. I think uh, Millie Bobby Brown's character's name is Maddie because they yeah. just, like, shout it uh, yeah. out in a... Uh, in uh, boston oh that's the other thing is like if they they have a home in boston how come there's no boston accent you know what i'm saying wow, like you really there should be a open. thing where it's like the, the only thing that could have fucking <laughs> kicked godzilla's ass was the fucking red sox bro <laughs> get the whole lineup of the red sox the godzilla don't stand a chance though get him in the park get him in the- <laughs> <laughs> look to the fucking park dude well they, yeah isn't it yeah they go to like finway right isn't that like part of the plot is that Fenway? <laughs> yeah, that's where uh, uh, Maddie goes to yeah. hook up the um, her sampler. Um, <laughs> she, she, she turns on the DJ Caledry mix of the uh, the organ voices. <laughs> DJ Caledry. I didn't understand that too. They were like, like, because Vera Farmiga had said like, we need to go to the stadium to use it to like amplify our signal, and I'm like. What do you think the stadium's like a giant satellite dish? Like, what are you talking about? Like, what is that supposed to do? I don't. I didn't understand the logic of what that was supposed to mean. Like, do they have a radio broadcasting situation there because they're like a a ballpark? Surely, there's somewhere mm-hmm. else you can go to like boost the signal. I thought that was really strange. Yeah, or just rent one of those sound trucks. And <sighs> there then you go. Then you have a mobile version of it. Yeah. Get like know. go to Walmart. Get like a karaoke karaoke machine. You're 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 good, you're good to go. You know. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. Get like a one of those Casio keyboards oh, uh, yeah. with the like pre-programmed drum sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, stop remixing. <laughs> we don't have time. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> um, got those like weird helicopter noises uh, that Ross from Friends oh, man, plays. Oh God, uh, yeah, yeah, and then let it let it sit. 
Yeah. Um, Thomas Middleditch is in this movie as well. Yeah, we haven't uh, talked about him. Like, yeah. uh, he's not like... It doesn't have a lot of like super funny lines. I think uh, they give a lot of those to Bradley Whitford, but he does have the pivotal gonorrhea scene when mm. uh, they're trying to uh, repronounce Ghidorah's name, uh, which I like. That's fun. Yeah, it's fun for me. I was like, um, yeah, he's a really great, uh, funny dude. Always. Um, the other thing I want to mention is between these two movies, I don't know about Godzilla 2014, and I obviously don't know about uh, Godzilla versus Kong yet, but. Uh, it seems like they are really like reaching for the Chinese market, uh, which is oh, a huge yeah. like uh, market for any type of film that gets a, a wide international release. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like where a lot of the profit comes from now. So it's uh, yeah. like our side of the planet and then China specifically. Mm-hmm. So they are trying to inject more Chinese actors in this. Yeah. So uh, Zi Zhang is in this movie, um, who, whom I believe is Chinese. Ken Watanabe, I believe, is Japanese. Um, but... It's weird that they will, like, cast people for that, you know, to just to help, like, bring in that Chinese audience, but they also don't give those characters mm. a lot to do. Like, the uh, the Chinese girl who's yeah. in Kong Skull Island, who's just, like, walking around. I don't know what her function is. I wish they would have, like, given her more story, just so she, because, like, I like all the other characters. Why not give her something to do, yeah. you know? But I also wonder if maybe in, like, the Chinese edit of the movie, if she, her character has stuff to do. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, if, yeah, yeah. if maybe there's like a, a, a specified storyline for that market. I don't know yeah. that to be true, but I'm just kind of wondering, wondering if that might be the case. Yeah, because they did that with like uh, Iron Man 3. Uh, when Tony meets, there's like Tony is that 1999 uh, New Year's Eve party and he meets like a doctor really quick. He meets the doctor that like saves his heart originally, mm-hmm. but then that guy's like, oh, I want to introduce you to this like other doctor it's like a chinese doctor and they like meet real quick and he's the guy that ends up like doing the surgery on tony apparently there's like a there's like a whole like 10 minute scene in that that's inserted in that movie when it's in china uh oh, wow. with that doctor there's like more to do with him or mm-hmm. whatever um i was looking up when i was researching about this one on the wikipedia and stuff it was uh talking about how some of this was filmed in china which i didn't realize like they have like mm-hmm. a really big um they call it, uh yeah the uh king Dao, uh, movie Metro, uh, Metropolis facility in China where they were also filming um, Pacific Rim Uprising uh, oh, I guess around okay. the same time or whatever And oh the good Pacific Rim <laughs> that everyone liked <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah I didn't realize this was like so intertwined with that one like other movies that I knew mm-hmm. about until I read that and stuff uh, besides yeah. just the you know Chinese actors that might have in this whatever so yeah but it is interesting how that's been like a new thing getting more and more money into the production of things. Yeah. But it's also like, I feel like any big like blockbuster movie tends to do like mostly well in China. Um, Yeah. Maybe not like 100% of the time, but it's, I don't know, like for this, like Godzilla is a uh, a creature that comes from like Japan, right? Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's the country of its origin. And I'm not saying Japan and China are the same thing, but it does originate on the eastern half of the hemisphere yeah so it seems like it would be like not necessarily necessary to specifically cast chinese actors in these movies um but that's the way they, like it would just they like work it would it would play well but maybe yeah. that's like if they're going to film over there or um i don't know re- recoup costs from mm-hmm. from that maybe that's like part of playing ball or whatever yeah and I'm I'm not saying that like I don't want Chinese people in this movie, but I'm just saying like if you are, don't have like one 
And then if you do, like, give them something to do, you know? Well, so that's what, from what I've heard, uh, China, because of the way they control everything from the government and the, the movie industry, you have to have, they won't release anything in China if it doesn't have Chinese actors in it. Oh, okay. So it's like they literally, it's like the, the doctor and, and Iron Man, they literally just put in there to release it in China. So, like, they, what's stupid is what you're saying is, like, they're not giving them anything to do. They're just putting them in there, and the, it feels mm-hmm. worse because they have nothing to do there's no reason mm-hmm. um but it's like yeah that's totally great like mm-hmm. it makes sense that they would be in this in in involved in this kind of story like a character would be right yeah um but then if they're just there for like decoration essentially it seems yeah. kind of worthless um same thing happened in um uh, independence day resurgence the sequel to that one whatever there's like one of the pilots that they're involved with is uh, mm-hmm. like a chinese actress like really fa- or she might even be like a pop star over there she's like really famous mm-hmm. and she doesn't she does like some things but it's it's also it's like because they needed to release that movie in china that they like put her character there and stuff yeah and it always feels kind of like shoehorned in when it's like no that's great <laughs> if you want to put it for the story but i just don't want to mm-hmm. put it in for money Chinese actress Kylie Minogue stars in. <laughs> but no, like, uh, Zi Zhang is like a, a good actress. Like, I yeah. remember watching Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon back in the day, and I thought she was great. Um, also, I believe she's in like Rush Hour two, two or three. Yep. Oh my God. That's oh, funny. Holy shit. That was <laughs> a formative experience in a young Brent's life. I thought it about those movies the other day. I was wondering mm-hmm. about, uh, I was, I saw it on something, some streaming thing, and I was like, man, Rush Hour, I haven't seen those movies in so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would really be interested. And like, um, there was like, gosh, Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights <laughs> and that yeah. same kind of era or whatever. It was uh-huh. like a buddy comedy. And I was yeah. like, man, I, don't, I remember like bits and pieces of those, but they did not stick with me uh, over time. I wonder about that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Anything else? Nostalgia. Um, yeah, I do want to mention the post-credit scene on this yeah, movie yeah. has uh, Grimoff Tarkin. He shows up, and there's a a loose, <laughs> oh, uh, right. severed Ghidorah head um, that's sitting there. And there's a lot of speculation that there's going to be some type of cyborg monster in ah, Godzilla vs. Kong, GBK. Okay. So, and there's a, I believe in the uh, Toho vs. Like canon, there is a uh, uh, like a cyborg Ghidorah. Mm. something like that okay so maybe that that will play a factor but um there was so i i yeah yeah oh yeah oh yeah there was a quick scene in this one there was a quick scene in this one where they when they get to one of the monarch compounds it it looked like they panned across it was like a huge like open space that they were in like underground or something like that and i thought i Mm -hmm. saw like a mechanical like godzilla looking head um, oh, okay. And I meant to look it up before the show to see if anybody had like been speculating about that. But I had wondered mm-hmm. if that was going to be the thing that they're going to be like a Mecha Godzilla uh, into the next one. But um, either way, because that, Mecha that's something a thing as well. Yeah, would yeah. be would be really cool. Um, Fuck yeah, and it would make yeah. sense for for his character. That would like give him something to do. Like there you go. He's he's a villain who's making his own giant cybernetic robotic monsters yeah. to do villain shit. Because he's so, a villain. I mean, yeah, he's, he's got that coat. He's got. Uh, guys, he has a black turtleneck. Okay, <laughs> if if he's not taking pictures at Kmart, uh, best believe he's a villain. I thought the turtleneck was just to hide his hickeys. Oh, he likes to get fresh. Oh, mm-hmm. with Ghidorah. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, madam, but I have Ghidorah around my dick. <laughs> Wait, gonorrhea, gonorrhea. Oh I no, mix it up. Not again. 
Yeah. Thomas Middleditch's character, whose name I do not know, <laughs> informed me of this mispronunciation. Man, now but I'm like, what is his name? Sam. <laughs> Sam, of course. <laughs> Sam. Yeah. Got it. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I are, are you uh, hyped at all for uh, GVK at this point? After watching these movies? Yeah, I think I am. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly because of Kong Skull Island. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say a second ago, I'm not really sure why Godzilla and Kong would fight. Um, mm-hmm. They both seem to be the heroes of their individual, you know, of, of Skull Island for Kong and then mm-hmm. the world for Godzilla. And I yeah. was like, well, what would pit them against each other? And then I was reading something about it this morning and they said that they've like, they've fought before or whatever. Um, yeah, they're on those like, uh cave paintings and whatnot yeah yeah that's right yeah um and i'm like okay and then like they they mentioned something in this at the end of it that like once Ghidorah is killed and godzilla like is the king of the monsters and all the monsters like kind of come to him and like bow to him or whatever essentially mm-hmm. um they mentioned something after that like all the monsters like all the titans are are headed towards skull island and i'm like mm-hmm. okay they're like setting it all up i didn't i didn't know that was going to happen um i still don't know how that'll work but yeah. um i'm i'm excited for it for um uh, the action from what i've heard like they really and like the the way that the posters they've been releasing the trailers the teasers like oh, they've been doing so much stuff it feels like they're like you guys want to see two monsters fight like we're gonna do that and yeah. I, obviously that's what all these movies do but it feels like they're really leaning into just like we're just gonna give you guys what you want and so that Please. seems like it'll be good yeah yeah look we've been through 2020 we need something. We need some yeah. kind of release. Just let's have two hours of these monsters punching each yeah. other and then eventually punching some type of cyborg controlled by a exactly. guy with a turtle neck. It'll be actually it might be very much like a Batman v Superman. They're both heroes <laughs> in their own worlds. Superman is yeah. the hero of the whole world. Batman is a hero of Gotham. They have to fight. And then, oops, there's another. I wonder if woman, Wonder Woman's going to show up in this. You'd never know. Maybe it's possible. Maybe Skull Island and Themyscira are like close by. You know, they're both they're, hidden. They're from both the world. hidden away wow. by fog. So many connections. That's yeah. all right there. Uh, and then Godzilla versus Kong. Also, uh, they brought in a really interesting director, an old uh, a horror director and stuff. Uh, Adam Wingard, mm. who did the uh, wonderful The Guest, the very much OK, You're Next, and the uh, Brent's own words, uh, horrible Death Note. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, interesting choice, though. I'm still down yeah. with uh, Look, we'll see from, how it plays from out. From all the trailers I've seen, it looks good. It looks yeah. like this movie will be good, fun, like bombastic action. Yeah. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of uh, moving pieces when it comes to making a movie. I've made mm. uh, 17 myself. Sure. Um, mostly just uh, joy videos, uh, jack off instructions <laughs> to the uninitiated. Uh, but I watch it for myself just yeah, so I yeah. can uh, coach myself along. You know, it's a uh, you yourself. Thing. Yeah. Anyway. Pump yourself up. Yeah. Yeah. But. Like at the end of the day, look me up on IMDb. Um, it'll, it's, <laughs> I'm listed on there as actor, uh, director, producer, talent. Any, any yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes into making a movie. So maybe like the issues uh, in that film were uh, perhaps casting. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say casting again, uh, just to confirm uh, for Death Note, because um, the 
Well, you came up to visit once, and I had you watch the scene <laughs> where uh, the lead character sees the monster creature for the first time, uh-huh. and the cartoonish scream that comes out <laughs> of this guy's body is insane. I almost expected his eyeballs to pop out of his skull and his tongue to like hang out of his mouth. Yeah, it was that like cartoonish. Um, but uh, again, like the the things I've seen from GVK seem to make it look like it's going to be a lot of fun yeah so we'll see we'll see how it goes uh i was looking too because um i said the director but it's uh screenplay is co-written by max borenstein who has been involved in all of these uh, starting in godzilla he's been like a co-writer in all of them so uh-huh. or at least like uh he was a part of the story credit for king of the monsters i guess uh but he's okay. been kind of involved in that so that's kind of good that they have like one person as a through line through all these Mm -hmm. uh but then interesting enough it says story by three different people terry rossio zach shields and michael doherty so the director of king of the monsters was part of the story of this leading into it so that's kind of cool um i do like that they're trying it seems like they're trying and and mostly succeeding with making this a shared universe um yeah it seems like a a pretty good a safe bet for them to do it for this kind of thing which is already you know Mm -hmm. was kind of a shared universe but and this new world you know that seems good so yeah it's cool I kind of wonder what the plans are after this because I don't, yeah. I'm not aware of any. Um, maybe it depends on the outcome. Like maybe they're, they're waiting to see how it does yeah. before announcing anything. Because like you said, King of the Monsters wasn't a, a, a huge blockbuster success. Yeah. And uh, in theaters or whatever. So um, maybe they're, they're kind of tepidly waiting to see how this goes before uh, planning true. or announcing anything further. I forgot to look up, um, let's see if I can find it real quick, the original Godzilla movie, uh, the 2014 one. Uh, let's mm-hmm. see. That one was, the budget was $160 million. The box office f- was $529. Uh, Kong Skull Island was made for $185 and it made $566. So that one did okay. really well. And then King of the Monsters was made for $170 to $200 million and it only made 386 so okay. uh, it made like $200 million less than the other two so far. So wow. uh, it's really weird. Like, I don't know what about that one. If it was word of mouth that it just wasn't that good. I mean, I, I literally forgot it existed until we were going to watch it for this, right? Like, I don't know why yeah. I didn't watch it when it came out. I feel like the trailers didn't really sell me on it or whatever, but clearly something mm-hmm. was missing that people didn't go to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Godzilla versus Kong, uh, people seem to be really fucking and pumped for all over the place. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that one. I think part of the the thing that, like, hurt the box office for uh, King of the Monsters is that, like, Rodan is such a bitch that <laughs> he's so, like, fair weather as far as, like, his loyalty. Oh, you know? yeah, like, yeah. At first, he's, like, you know, attacking Godzilla. Then once Godzilla becomes the alpha... At the end of the movie, he's like, oh, no, dude, I was like, I was just joshing you, dude. I was just joshing all about. Yeah, it's cool. Me and this mammoth and this weird spider guy. Yeah, yeah sure, whatever. We're all on the same team, dude. I got you. Oh, my shoulder hurts. My shoulder hurts a little bit. I killed your friend. I killed your friend. Okay, I'll own it. I killed your friend. But I'm on your side now. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I think that's probably true. I think you cracked it. I've, okay, yeah. there we go. Elthas Cannon. There before you go. your eyes and ears. Oof. Uh, well, yeah, man, that was, uh, that was a monster size episode, uh, mm-hmm. that we just performed I don't right there. I don't, I don't uh, understand. It's, don't a understand kai, kai, it's a kaiju sized episode. Oh, now you're talking. There you go. Titan. Mm-hmm. It's yep. Titanly 
It's tight. What? Titans. We are the Titans. <laughs> and we're monsters. Playing football. <laughs> okay, there was... I've said this for a while that I wish they would... And a tongue-in-cheek funny way. Like, I, w- I would have mm. loved for the Avengers to have ended... With like an Avengers like sung theme song by Aerosmith, you know, like Armageddon, <laughs> yeah, like the '90s yeah. action movies used to do, and then uh, yeah. King of the Monsters does end that way. They end with yep. like this fucking yep. song about Godzilla or whatever, right? Um, it was it's, pretty, a, it's a it was remake by uh, the the. Uh, sorry, there was a little bit of a, a stop down there. Um, there was a it's a remake of the uh, like a 1970s Godzilla song, I believe. Ah. Uh, I can't remember the original artist, but this is performed by Serge Tankian. Of the metal band System of a Down. Wow. So, very bizarre. Yeah. He's like a super like political dude, uh, very artsy, but he's also like, mm, I'll do a Godzilla song. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. It. And the original, or not the original, sorry, the 1998 Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. I think mm. that one had a song, right? That was like a really big thing. It was like fucking Puff Daddy or something. Do you remember that? <laughs> Come with me. Yeah. Yeah. He, he rapped over a Led Zeppelin, like sampled. Yeah, yeah yeah it's like that'd be mm-hmm. i'd be funny to see like this new stuff with something like that uh but yeah maybe the monsters could sing along you know i mm-hmm. don't know it'd be kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah we'll see maybe someday yeah. maybe the next one maybe mm-hmm. godzilla versus kong you know they'll they'll team up to to beat mecha Ghidorah, or whoever and then mm-hmm. uh maybe they'll they'll be friends after that and sing a song to to the credits Stephen, I can't help my mind wandering here before we're getting ready to sign off, but just just somewhat of a prediction. From what I understand, there's going to be a, uh, a certified winner at the end of GBK. Oh. And, you know, the movie is called Kong Skull Island, not King Kong Skull mm. Island, right? Mm-hmm. Now we've got this other movie, King of the Monsters, Ooh. which is in reference to Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. So what if Kong wins and he becomes King Kong? I'm just saying. Oh, that that's the crowning? Yeah. Wow. This is how we discover Lex Luthor is bald. You know? <laughs> how, did, how did Kong get the title of king? Wow. Find out in this movie. Bring it all mm-hmm. together. But honestly, I think there's just some type of weird licensing thing where they can't call him King Kong. They just have to call it oh, Kong. That's but, interesting. You know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> a theory. And, uh, and Kong Sky Island, they just call him Kong and they'll be like, he's the king of this place. Like John C. Riley yeah. will be like, he's the king here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mean King yeah, Kong? Don't call him that. Yeah. <laughs> Kong is king. Yeah. It's not the other way around. You say it this specific yeah. way. It's like uh, the fucking Simpsons. It's like, you have the shitting boy. You mean the shining? No. Do you want to get sued? It's like that. They're like, don't do it. <laughs> well, uh, anything else for you today, sir? No, I think that that was a good, hearty, thick conversation. Oof. Thick with two C's. Yeah, damn straight, man. I think for uh, for no notes, I think we did pretty well. Uh, I think so. Saying the stuff we wanted to say and keeping it a little mm-hmm. a little short after so much BVS talk again. But um, yeah, man. Stubby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah, what we're saying is we want more dicks, more balls in these movies. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see Godzilla swinging, swinging dick. I want to see some uh, some hairy ape balls. And yeah. uh, hope, I'm hoping that's in this new movie. Finally, you know, hope they got the CGI I so. right. Yeah, they're working with Pixar to get the the hair texture right. You know, um, mm-hmm. so that's good. But um, do do you have a? I mean, you already said you think that they might crown Kong. So you think Kong's gonna be the winner? Is that your official guess? 
Uh, I hold on real quick before I answer sure. that. I do like the idea that they had to enlist Pixar in helping with the ball hair. Yeah. Um, because they just have like that technology unlock. You know, if you if you I mean, watch. Yeah. Toy Story 1 versus Toy Story 2. Yeah. They, there was already a, a leap in uh, fur texture on the dog that's in that movie. Oh, yeah. And then, like, going forward from there, you know. I thought uh, Monsters, Inc. to Monsters University. Yes. With, like, that Sully's hair. Yeah. Right. But a lot of people are like, how come there's not a Ratatouille 2? It's like, okay. <laughs> First of all, it would be called Ratatouille. Second of all... <laughs> Second of all, we got sidetracked. We were helping with some ball hair for Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, we were briefly uh, uh, assigned to work on the cat butthole cut, but yeah, yeah. we just didn't have time. That's why it's it's not officially released. It's just kind of like some texture mapping at this point. Sure. Um, if there's enough demand for it, will we do it? Okay, sure. Yeah. But again, we've got to work on Rat 2 2 e <laughs> That's too fast, perfect. Too Rat. Anyway, uh, so who do I think is going to yeah, win? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, you know what? I like both of these creatures a lot. I know. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of uh, kind humanity behind the eyes of Kong, but then also Godzilla just looks rad as fuck. Yeah. And guess what? He's fat. Yeah. It's American Godzilla. Yeah. We're fat. I've fuck said it, it before. I'll say it again. Fat Godzilla rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I, I think I... I'm surprised when you said that they have said there will be a crowned winner or like, you know, a definite winner at the end, um, because mm-hmm. I think it'll be like eventual an eventual team up of them going against something else. So we'll see how that mm-hmm. plays out. Just like BVS, there was no real winner yeah. of that. You know, um, they kind of just joined forces. Um, <laughs> whoever won, we lost. Yeah. on that one. <laughs> That's right. So hopefully with this one, whoever wins, we all win. But uh, yeah. I think I think I like Kong more. And I would like him to win, but I feel like Godzilla has, you know, it's more in his favor that he probably win that yeah. fight. So it'll be interesting to see how oh, that plays by, out. By far. I mean, right. He turned thermonuclear. Yeah. Nuclear. Nuclear. Good Lord. One of my, the uh, 43rd president of the United States. No, wait. <laughs> that, yeah, you did it. One of my W. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I should have just said that. Anyway. Nuclear. Yeah. Some, somebody throws a shoe at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Day in the life of Brent. But, uh. And the president. Like, like uh, Kong's fur got singed from walking into that napalm, yep. and then he, like, fell over. And Godzilla <laughs> is just, like, a walking nuke at times, you know? So, I wonder. That's true, but that's true. Also, King Kong, I'm sorry, Kong, I don't want to get scoo- scoo- sued. <laughs> um, he can use weapons, you know? Uh, it's kind of, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, yeah, he can have, like, trees. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I like there was a part in Skong, uh, Skong. See? Kong Skull it's Island. Yeah, it's been way yeah. too long to record. Um, that he picks up a tree to hit one of the uh, skull crawlers with, and he like takes off the branches. And I was like, I yeah. guess, I guess so, because it's more like a bat then. But like, you could have used the branches; that would have inflicted more damage. I think you just leave them on there. Like, you don't need to take those off. <laughs> uh, but it looked cool too. So fuck it. Well, look, there's a lot of air in the air, so maybe he didn't want to be slowed down by That's the drag, true. you know? Yeah, he's trying yeah. to streamline it so he can get in there. That's probably true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, man, this was a lot of fun talking to you about uh, talking to you about this stuff today. And uh, we'd love yes. to hear from anybody. If you have any comments or anything, you can let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, all the info is in the show notes below. If you'd like to contact mm-hmm. us. Also, uh, anytime you feel like it, you can rate and review us in your favorite podcast apps. Um, five stars is appreciated. So, yes. uh, Brent, man, this is uh, a good time looking forward to the next few weeks when we have some fun stuff coming up and we also have justice league and it'll be interesting (laughs) which is next week 
the theatrical version of Justice League, which is next week, which is on HBO Max currently. There you go. So um, if you listeners want to rewatch that and uh, listen along as we discuss it a second time, this time with a guest um, who will be watching this movie for the first time. Oh, uh, then that's exciting. Please give it a listen, because at this point, we're just we're just roasting these movies. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's just it's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. Get your marshmallows, so, um, sweeties. We're roasting these movies. Oh, that's right. Mm. I hope you like camping because it's gonna be intense. Oh. So I like these metaphors. Well, uh, it was a good time, man. Thanks for listening to everybody. And until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. That's Illinois. <laughs> I can't do it, but it's got Illinois. I was literally thinking, I was like, how do you like <laughs> How do you do that? It's like a creaky metal door and then yeah. like an old like waterlogged tuba. Ooh, and then I like, like I don't know, yeah. maybe maybe a, a giraffe plus mm-hmm. um some fart uh, a fart a fart from the clumps. Oh wow, very specific. Mm-hmm. Man, you mm-hmm. should really be yeah. a foley artist. I think that would really well, those should. things sound like they would really work. Mm-hmm. To yeah. make that sound. It's new, it's new all project. right there. Yeah, <laughs> I have a Yeti mic, guys. Let me in, Hollywood. <laughs> this is now recording. Oh, man. People are going to listen to this, aren't they? Mm, probably not. Oh, good. Well, then I have... <laughs> it's hard enough to get them to listen to the regular show. Uh, and then, like, outtakes? No. Yeah. No, we got time for that. That's what's so funny about it, though, because they're the best. Mm. It's like the... Mm. Sometimes I think, like, what are we doing with this show? Because we, we mm-hmm. schedule things. We have specific long conversations about things, real long conversations about things. Yeah. And at the end of the day, all I'd ever, ever listened to was the 15 minutes about takes. <laughs> and a, you're a participant. I know. It's just like <laughs> riffing. It's just, yeah, way more fun. Well, uh, Brent, I have a story for you. And this is one of those situations this weekend, something happened to me and it was one of those where you and I talk about we're best friends, but like Mm -hmm. we hardly, well, we do text, but like we don't text certain things we would otherwise rather, like we would want to talk to your best friend about because we're like, we got to save it for the show, you know? Mm -hmm. So I went ahead and saved this for the show, but I I would have texted you the other day. But, um, I, uh, on Friday, uh, I was wanting to surprise my wife. I uh, was outside putting um, string lights up outside in our backyard. Um, uh-huh. We have like a little gravel area. We're going to put like a picnic table and stuff. And uh, we've had string lights for a long time. I just hadn't put them up. And I was like, I'm going to do that today. So I'm doing that. I'm almost done. I've done all these different configurations to make sure it worked and all this stuff. Putting these like uh, drilling into the wall of the like the roof, putting little um, like eye ring hooks so I can hook all this stuff up, whatever. I have one mm-hmm. more that I need to do. And I'd been thinking about this whole time how I have a specific fear of something, and that okay. fear came true on oh, Friday. No. I uh, I went to do the last of these little eye ring hooks and um, moved my ladder, and I'd forgotten that I had left my drill on top of the ladder. <gasps> oh no! And as I moved it, it uh, it spun. But it was on its side because um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't put it upright because it'll, it'll be top heavy and it has almost fallen off before like this is the fear of mine and uh, I, I move the ladder the battery the weighty battery pulls it off the back and it spins in midair and uh instinctively i catch it oh and oh my god it you're... went through my hand 
The drill Stephen's bit. hand is all bandaged. Yeah. He's got it held up as if he's getting ready to be sworn in as president. <laughs> but then people are going to be like, like curious, like, wait, what happened? What happened, what? though? Yeah. Um, it's not as bad as you might imagine from mm-hmm. that scenario. Um, it ended up being OK. Like when I when I called Amanda, finally, um, she expected she said in her mind, it would look like stigmata. It was just like a fucking like hole through my hand. I was going <laughs> to say I was going to make a joke about that <laughs> yeah. on my end here. But yeah, well, Amanda stole it from you. Um, yeah. Bitch. Uh, no, she's the love of my life. Uh, <laughs> uh, doesn't she know to save that shit for the show? Yeah. Um, no, it's not as bad. It was like a small, uh, really like skinny. That's why it, it did so, like it went so quickly, whatever. It was like a really, really small uh, little Yeah, I have bit. the same problem. I get it. I totally understand. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. But uh, so... It's one of those things like it happens so fast and you'd imagine like that would be it's it was it was traumatic to my hand and my you know mental state and everything but it's it wasn't mm-hmm. as bad like I had also uh years ago I had a really nice knife chef's knife that I was using and I dropped it I also instinctively reached out and caught it and it sliced my finger open and I had to get stitches and stuff and uh this is like I, apparently my thing that I do I I drop sharp things and then I catch them um mm-hmm. but it's uh it happened so fast. What I was trying to explain to people is like, you, it, yes, it did hurt, but it doesn't hurt like you really think like getting stabbed with something would hurt or like having a drill go through your hand. And it wasn't like moving. It wasn't on. You know, that would that would probably be pretty horrendous. Um, but it's like the adrenaline's kicking into, you know, or whatever. So it just happens. And I'm just fucking cursing myself for doing it. I'm holding the blood in and I go inside and I'm like washing my hand off. I just like sit it under cold water for like 10 minutes because it feels good and stopping the bleeding and stuff. And yeah. then I'm like. I start realizing that the back of my hand is like puffed up. Oh, and I'm like, man, that's really weird. Um, I'm going to go outside and get the drill and see like basically how bloody it is. See how deep it went in my hand. Mm -hmm. And when I get outside, the drill bit is in half and I can't find the other half. So my best guess is that it is in my hand (laughs) as of right now. Well, at the time, my best guess, right? Okay. So I don't call my wife. I don't call my in-laws who are, you know, a few miles from me. My wife's at work. She can't really help me at the time, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't call my in-laws first. Um, I call Allison, uh, who is one of our best friends growing up and is also a nurse. And I'm like, have I got something weird for you? So she's like mm-hmm. super into it. Like very nice nurse. She's like, sorry, this happened. But she's like fascinated by the medical case of it. Right. Yeah. So I, I send her pictures and she's like walking me through it. And I had done things right to like clean it and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you have to get it checked out. And I was like, I'm totally going. I'm, I'm a guy. I don't go to the doctor that often, but I'm like, this one, I'm fucking going to the doctor. I get it. Sure. Um, but I'm like, I can't feel anything. I can't feel the drill bit. But if I got the the same size drill bit out of my kit, I have like multiples of them. And like, it looks like the way it broke off, like it's exactly the length of like the width of my hand. Like it looks like it could totally just be sitting there and pushing out the top of my hand. Yeah. And it's right between my middle finger and my index finger. Uh, it missed like all my tendons and stuff, but I'm like, maybe it's just fucking sitting, <laughs> sitting there. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't hurt that bad. Yeah. Surprisingly. And, um, so yeah, I call my, uh, my in-laws after that and I'm like, Hey, I'm honestly, I could drive. That's fine. Um, but the bleeding had stopped. It wasn't that bad or whatever, but, um, I'm worried about my old dog. She's like 16 this year. I'm like, I don't ever leave her alone anymore because she's too old. She can't get up and everything, uh, that well, she needs help. And so I'm like, can someone come just take care of her? And I was like, and if you want to take me to the emergency room, like, that's fine. Um, So they're like, we're taking you to the emergency room. Um, (laughs) I called a a minor ER 
And they were like, I told them like kind of like this. I was joking about it to kind of help calm my nerves too. And, but also like it really mm-hmm. wasn't as painful as I expected it, you know, could be. And she's like, let me talk to a doctor. Um, Allison had made, made sure I was like checking on a place that had x-rays in house. So I, I called a minor year that had those. I was like, oh, they'll check it out. It's fine. And the doctor comes on the line and he's like, or like, I guess talking to the, the receptionist and she's like, uh, the doctor's like, we don't have the tools to get a drill bit out of someone's hand. Like you're going to have to go to the ER. When, when the doctor said, we don't have the tools. Did you instinctively flinch and start crying? <laughs> it's like a Pavlovian response for you now. How dare you? <laughs> you like turn on the radio and, and tool starts playing. You're like, no, just take your car directly into a ditch. Oh man. I turn on the TV and drill bit Taylor's playing. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I can't get away from it. Um, so luckily the minor ER that I was going to, that's like two miles from my house. They're like, there is an emergency room. Like I didn't know this existed. A standalone emergency room. That's part of a hospital, but like a branch. So that's all oh. they do. It's, it's basically like, I guess you'd call like a major ER as opposed to like a minor ER, you know? Yeah. Um, but they're like, it's like literally like across the street and just down a little bit. Um, and so I was like, oh, cool. That's really close, whatever. Um, so I go there. They x-ray my hand. I, I bring the drill bit half that I have. And I'm like, I can't find the other half of it. It's above gravel. Yeah. I don't know. And uh, and so they're like, they're looking at it and stuff. And they're like, yeah, we don't really know. It's starting to bruise a little bit more on the top of my hand and get bigger and bigger. And uh, eventually, like, the whole back of my hand was, has been just, like, swelled up. It's finally going down now. This happened Friday, two days ago. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, they they do an x-ray. And uh, they were they rushed me back. They were really great. Everybody there was awesome. Um, they did an x-ray. And they were like, nope, there's no metal in your hand. So we don't know where the drill bit is. But, like, you were basically just stabbed. Here's some iodine. Take some antibiotics. We'll prescribe you. And that's pretty much it. No stitches. Mm-hmm. No... You know, no, no, nothing. They just kind of wrapped it. I've been wrapping it in this little bandage thing. That's pretty much it. Just, you know, not yeah. a huge deal. And I'm like, man, that would have been a cooler story. But uh, I'm glad I didn't have to go through like surgery or some shit, yeah. you know, to get that out yeah. or even just, you know, local anesthetic and having them like dig around in there or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it has been a, a fear of mine with tools that that could happen. Like drills are wonky and like their weight distribution because they have like the big battery in the bottom that's like really weighty and then they have like the it's always top heavy and stuff Mm -hmm. uh, where the actual drill mechanism and motor is and stuff and uh so i've i've thought this thought before and i literally thought this exact situation could happen that day i had specifically been using my drill up on top of the ladder and every time i'd be like man i don't want that thing to fall i might try to catch it and i would pull it down and it just happened that it was my last one I had forgotten I set it up there. I just, I was moving it like two feet and I was like, oh, I'll just move it real quick. Fucker just spun back and fell and it was so quick. And I was just like, I just cursed myself the second it happened. I was like, God damn it, Stephen. <laughs> You're almost done with this job. <laughs> that's funny. Man. I have literally never even considered that. Like it's never oh, been a, a yeah. thought that's entered my mind. Um, but, you know, Til I'm today. not like a, a handy person. You know, yeah, uh, I yeah. like to give handies, but I'm not I wouldn't call myself handy. You're yeah. Uh, handy Brent. We, that's what we always called you growing up. That's right. Yeah, because my name is Brent Hibbard. But a lot of people know me instead of BH as HB because I'm just like a handy Brent. Handy you know? Brent. There you yeah. go. Hey, what do you got? You got seven minutes. <laughs> I got stuff. Yeah. <laughs> seven minutes in heaven with handy Brent. That's why you have uh, such good friends still. 
you know, it really, it really connected is. you guys. Really yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm being used sometimes, but <laughs> I like it. I don't know. But, um, I guess, so did you end up hanging up all the lights? They're done. Okay. Yeah. I, I assume that was the point of the story. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Here, I, I don't, I don't really care about, I'm glad you didn't text me. Um, oh, good, good, good. Uneventful, really. Okay, cool. I, w- I was expecting a lot. Um, to say I'm disappointed, mm. that's putting it mildly, I oh, guess. Wow. Okay. Um, I guess your dumb hand is okay, though, so whatever. <laughs> uh, did I point out this is my dominant hand? I know, I know. You I know? saw it was your right hand. It's like, uh-oh, damn. It's bad news, Bears. That night, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I was like, kind of going through the day, I would be joking about it and stuff with whoever I told, mm-hmm. like, my in-laws are, are lovely people and they were so gracious to come over and help me out and stuff. Um, they ended up staying for dinner and all that. But like that night, like when you say like, did I finish the lights? Like I, I got up and put the light bulbs in after that, after I came back from the hospital or from the ER. Yeah. Um, I was like, well, the light bulbs aren't in yet. I gotta, I gotta finish this. So Amanda's impressed, you know, when she, when she gets <laughs> home and, uh, we got pizza, and, um, had a good night of it or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting how I, I guess I, I've had these fears because I, I am a handy guy. I've done these kinds of things a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Any kind of projects, whatever, in my ladder and stuff, my drill or whatever. And and uh, I've had this thought that, like, it could happen. And, and I was trying to explain it to people because uh, I I used to play hacky sack, like, a ton when I was a kid and stuff. And I still love it. Um, and I have this thing, uh, and I have for years, like, I pick stuff up with my toes since I was a little kid or whatever and like tossing to myself, but like with hacky sack, like if something drops, like something soft or whatever, like a towel, um, mm-hmm. I instinctively will kick at it and try to pick it up in the air. And I'm really good at getting it like without looking. Um, it's the same reason with, in my, with my hands too. Like <clears throat> I can juggle, I can like do things like there's a little, that little monkey, um, that my niece plays with, um, who I've officially named rivers since you suggested okay. it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, f- <clears throat> I'll make him do backflips on my knee. Mm-hmm. to impress her or whatever to like i'm her clown right so mm-hmm. uh i'll do backflips but i want to see your face so like i could do backflips with this little monkey without looking at him i can just like feel it in my hand or whatever yeah. so the knife that i had cut myself with years ago was really expensive i i loved that knife um it was a really nice chef's knife and it wasn't about it being expensive that i reached for it and the drill is like kind of a shitty drill like it's expensive but like it wasn't it's not like that great or whatever it's not Mm -hmm. about expensive or about like hey don't grab this it's sharp it's like something's falling and i instinctively reach out Um, (laughs) maybe even more so than the general person would because Mm -hmm. i've i've generally been really good at that but it just so happens that i'm not good at it when the thing is very sharp (laughs) yeah See, I think the problem is uh, that you're not a fuck up. See, like with me, I'm just like instinctively, I'm just a fuck up. So if something's falling, I'm like, yeah, this seems right. It's probably going to break. <laughs> not only is the the object going to break, but whatever it's going to fall on, tile floor, cement, whatever, oh, sure. that's probably going to crack a little bit. So yeah, I've done this to myself. This is a whole conversation I'm having as <laughs> as the object is falling. I'm like, yeah, slow this motion. Is, is going to cause some drama. Yeah. So, Hmm. I guess I'll just have to deal with the fallout. Yeah, the fall. Yeah, the fallout. Um, fallout. Yeah. Yeah. And this too was like uh, my brother-in-law. When I told him, he was like, "I think my instinct would be to like jump back away from it." And I was like, "Yeah," but also like I was holding the ladder. I had a foot on the bottom step of the ladder because I was holding it steady to move it. And so I'm like, I'm like really close to this happening. Like if I didn't catch it, it easily could have fallen into my knee or my foot. 
Um, like there was no, it was so fast. There was, there was no real instinct to just like jump away from it. I was like, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm intimately involved with this drill at this point and he's going Mm -hmm. to screw me. It just, it was a matter of where. (laughs) Well played, sir. Thanks. (laughs) High five. Uh, Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, do you have pain in your hand right now? It's not bad. No. And the whole time, like it was maybe a three, like, honestly, it wasn't ever Mm -hmm. really like that bad. Um, yesterday I had a little, like it hurt to grip things like opening the pill bottle for the antibiotics was a little tough. Um, but I got it done. Um, and then today it's actually pretty good. I have, you know, and I had full movement the whole time. It never really hurt that bad. So yeah, luckily, um, well, that's weird because I know we're in the outtakes and people have already heard, you know, the bulk of the show up to this point, yeah, but, yeah. um, I had planned on doing an intense, uh, jerking off segment oh, on the show, but damn. I guess we'll bump that back to a later episode. We'll, we'll reschedule that one. We'll wait for your hand to heal. Maybe in the show we can tell people to look forward to that and then be like, mm-hmm. listen to those outtakes for why it's not today. Yeah. Yeah. When we do the like show announcements, Good. you know, for the, the next few episodes, we'll, I'll, I'll definitely include that. Okay. That's super important. We'll, we'll get that in the books for sure. It's uh, the edging so contest. When you, were, when you yeah, <laughs> the first ever LTAS edging contest. <laughs> the episode that's announced at the end of the show is just like, oh, I, I lost. I lost. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I was, I, I was tubing during this record. <laughs> I lost. So when you were at the uh, the uh, major minor ER, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, did you start making jokes? It's like, well, I guess I have to pull the stranger, pull the stranger Wait. out of retirement here. The stranger, like the other hand, it kind of froze for a second. Like this hand, it did freeze for a second. Yeah, yeah. So were you cranked down with the uh, your non dominant hand? Well, I did when I got home. <laughs> this is what I started to say a little bit ago. I think I got lost Steve in my story. Mm-hmm. I just, I just want you to know, I'm so excited for what you're about to say. <laughs> <laughs> when I got home, oh, okay. Well, here's the thing. Uh-huh. I've been in. I, I mark everything with my move, our move to uh, to Houston, because that's like an easy day for me to for me to remember. Okay. That was 2013. So we've been here for eight years, and mm-hmm. the knife incident had happened our first year uh, when we were here. So I knew that the last time I had gotten a tetanus shot. Uh, eventually when I worked it back, I was like, oh, it was like eight years ago. I guess they last for like 10 years. Um, but at the time when I went to the ER, the doc was like, when you've had a tetanus shot. And I said, like, I think within the last 10 years, and he was like, well, what about in the last five? And I was like, no, for sure not. So like, well, we'll give you a tetanus shot, but we'll do it in the other arm. It's cause you're already hurting this arm. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. So they do that in my left arm. So then I get home and uh, I've been telling everybody the story every day, all day. And like, I'm generally, you know, um, an introvert. And so like talking to people and stuff is like really draining for me. So by the time mm. her parents we know. left, the and listeners know totally right. They're aware. Yeah. I, I take naps after we record the show, man. Um, uh, so the, after I got after the, you know, away from the ER people um, and then Amanda's uh, parents went home eventually um, and we were like in bed or whatever. I was finally like telling her the the full story or whatever and like kind of reliving the moments and uh, mm-hmm. letting myself really feel the trauma of it. Like I'd been joking about it all day. And uh, so I was feeling kind of like um, vulnerable, I guess, and just, you know, over, mm-hmm. overall just like drained from the day. It was just such a, a big traumatic event. And um, so I was telling Amanda about that and I was like asking her for comfort. She'll like rub, like tickle my back in bed or whatever to like mm-hmm. help me sleep or whatever sometimes and i was gonna say something about about that like ask her for that for some comfort and i was Mm -hmm. like you know 
my main jerking off hand is out of use. <laughs> oh, and my left arm is also that tetanus shot so hard. <laughs> and she just looked like, man, she busted up laughing. Like the look on her face was just like, you uh-huh. got to be kidding me. But I was like, she, I need comfort. <laughs> she takes out the hose to the vacuum and just like slaps it on your dong. <laughs> She's like, ah, I got this worked out for you. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> we'll put the setting on tile flooring. <laughs> really, really good in those crevices for you. What if, what if trick jokes on her? What if I was like, this is the best I've ever had. This uh-huh. is this vacuum cleaner and I are getting married. This thing's amazing. She comes home on Friday after you're done hanging those lights. <laughs> you, you have that strapped on your waist. <laughs> Just loudly talking <laughs> over it and like pointing to the hanging lights. <laughs> yeah, look what I did. I hung these lights over there. Oh. Uh, uh, yep. Maybe I could modify like a, an old dust buster. I don't know if there's enough suction there, but, you know, a portable unit. Steven, you're a handy guy. I'm <sighs> sure you can like increase that voltage. Man. Yeah. Just work with your left hand a little bit extra, you know? All right. So we're going to yeah. we're going to you and I from this moment forward, we would just created a business called Handy Guy. Handy guy, where yeah. We, where we take old, busted dust busters mm. yeah. and juice them up. Yeah. So you can juice them up at home. That's right. Wow. Yeah. But we'll call sexy. them cum busters. Cum busters. Sink word. Wait, what's better? Cum buster or nut buster? Maybe Ooh. nut buster is the best one. Yeah, because you want to sell at Walmart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Got <laughs> You know what? This is this is a very good point. It's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. it's a big market. Yeah. You don't want to miss out on that. Yeah. Okay. So Nutbuster. Hey, you know what? I think Nutbuster is a great sync word. Perfect. We got there. <laughs> Nine upon twenty minutes. We got there to Nutbuster. Oh, God forbid man. we have a, a sync word that <laughs> relates to something that's not gross. You know, mm, something non silly. But hey, there we go. Nutbuster. <sighs> All right. I'm ready when you are. All right. So Whoa. Nutbuster on three. This is just us sinking with the word nutbuster, not we're not, not using busting it? a nut. No, yeah, okay. Again, because you're because of your hand, I feel like if you're going lefty, we you got to have some training in there. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that to you. So I appreciate that. Yeah. What if I just fired up a vacuum cleaner this whole time I had it ready? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like speaking of man, just in the background. <laughs> You immediately just take a nap. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess Steven's asleep already. That's, wow. That was quick. Really Didn't even wait for him. the show to be done. That was quick. Um, okay, so Nutbuster on three. Okay. One, two, three. Nutbuster. Nut 